With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. everybody and just like that we are back for an episode of after hours on what is saturday november the 19th as you know my name is jeremy lee and we do have a guest i'm gonna bring him we're not gonna waste any time we're gonna bring him on right now sam g what's going on buddy how's it going man everything's going well man and you yeah it's good it's good i i feel i feel like we were we just spent the weekend together but i guess that's because we did uh at expo i mean how have you been winding down after what was four fun-filled days of uh, sports card immersion? You know, the funny thing is I haven't been winding down. I've been on my phone more than ever looking for more cards and trying to do more deals. So it's like the weekend was, um, for me, it was like having a guy's night, guy's weekend, uh, weekend with the, with the boys and uh, – to sum it into words, it was like a kid at Christmas. Like it was amazing being able to hang out with you, I meet Ken, just meeting so many collectors, uh, putting names to faces, IG accounts, and so on. I mean, the dinners afterwards, it's just becoming like it's like a fun filled weekend. Like it's just amazing day after day talking to collectors and people who have the same interests as you what else do you want like what can't yeah. get better it it's what can get better it's not just about going to the card show and buying cards it's it's the whole experience right and that's what i think we talk about it a lot when it comes to like well the national the expo some people say well i you know cards are too expensive or there's nothing i need why would i go and that's fine you know and that suits a lot of i would say like in more introverted people but if you like being around people and networking these shows are places to not just indulge yourself in the hobby of buying selling trading sports cards adding to your collection but just hanging out with like-minded people 
you named off the people. Our buddy Ralph, who is also on Instagram as Wraparound Cards, he was not, he he was only there for Thursday, Friday. He could only come for those two days. And I always like I'll bug him and I'll say, and not just him, but anybody, like, you gotta plan and get those days off work, whatever it takes. And listen, I don't wanna, I don't wanna like hamper or or negatively impact anyone's career or their earning potential but life is really short we only live once and if the hobby is something listen i'm speaking i'm speaking for myself you know you know how important the hobby is to me that it's like if i in my 25 year career that i in accounting and finance that i just left no company was going to tell me i couldn't go away to the sport card expo like you were not able to restrict me from enjoying my the biggest passion in my life you know so I think it's uh, I, I'd love to see more people be able to do. I understand you, you can't just do that, right? You, you've got obligations and everything like that. And it's hard to get time off work. So I get it. I just wish uh, I wish it wasn't that way. But I recognize that it is. But uh, like you, man, I haven't really slowed down or rested much either. First of all, I had to, I've had four shows uh, on the channel here, including the PWCC show on Thursday night to prepare for. But also, I've made a couple of post-expo deals. I've done two deals. I got four cards incoming right now uh, that I can't wait to receive. And um, so anyway, that, that's one's with Cooch86 on Instagram. I picked up a card. So he, he a card he showed both of us at the expo. I know what it is. You know the card? Yeah. I picked that up from him. It's a, I, I'm, I don't know if you're like, I guess. Or, or what, but wow. he, I know, I know. I'm just kidding. But, you know, he... He reached out to me and said, hey, would you take this? I said, yeah, but maybe you have something else. And I picked up, I got three cards coming, three or four coming from him. The four, It's a Forsberg exquisite patch auto, a beautiful, beautiful patch and a nice on-card auto. Uh, what else do I have coming from him? I don't even remember right now. Oh, a, a Brett Hall exquisite patch auto as well. Uh, a Cam Neelio 607 limited logos, a really awesome. nice card. And then the fourth one is just escaping me, but it'll come to me. And then from... From Andrew Auto Pick, a very well-known name in Facebook groups. I got a Jeremy Roenick exquisite patch auto coming in, uh, number 50 of 50 from him. So that's pretty cool. Uh, have you picked up anything since the end of the show? Um, I'm working on a few deals. Uh, they're not uh, quite done yet, but uh, I'm working on three or four uh, pretty big cards that I need for either collections and sets. So I can't share them with you yet because they're not done. So once they're finalized, but the beauty of it is uh, that I'm noticing you've been doing this way longer for me. I'm, I am a rookie uh, sitting, uh, setting up at the shows with you, just sitting there. It's just, I can see how it just becomes so addictive. Like every year you don't want to miss it. You want to be there because the connections you make with these other um collectors is amazing because it just seems if you're able to hit it off for whatever reason it's like the deals just come come to you really and it's people know what you collect and you know they reach out to you through instagram facebook exchange phone numbers it's just yeah it's just the hobbies come a long way and it's uh it's amazing how you can actually access the cards that you uh you want to get from the pc whether it's for collections or so on and so forth so for me it's I mean, I haven't come down yet at all from Expo, to be honest with you. It's like, uh, I, I wish there was one coming around the corner. Like, I don't know how I'm going to wait six months, really. I know. 
it's like I think we we're you know it's it's a again it comes back to the people the community the in person experience you know I mean nothing nothing compares you know we all we all most of us have an LCS nearby I know a lot of people don't who live you know rurally and that kind of thing but most people have an LCS nearby and it's nice to go in there but it's always the same you know, per owner of the shop and maybe a couple of regular customers you see in there, you might have a trade night you go to at your local LCS that has it once a month. Again, it's pretty much the same people. When you go to these car shows, especially the big ones, you know, the, whether it's national or expo or the Burbank show, or one of these ones that brings people from all over the place. And there's more than just those, of course, um, you get to meet so many more people. And like you said, like-minded, you get to forge relationships, make friends, and build out your network of future deals where people bring you cards. They know you're going to want it. I mean, we met a guy at the show. I met him for the first time this show. His name is Daniel. He goes on Instagram by Van Mash. <laughs> you know, he's got he's this eccentric guy, lives in lives, as he says, he lives in the bush in northern Alberta. Where's a where's a a, 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 a one of those hats that has the like a a beret almost kind of hat. He's got he's got a mustache, fedora? A, a, not a fedora, but almost like a beret kind of. Like, I don't know, like the Kangol hats. And he's got he's got the mustache, and uh, and he loves his his Kale McCarr cards, and he's got a lot of high end stuff. And we had yeah. dinner with him on Sunday, and and with his father in law, who's right into the hobby with him. I mean, this is a guy who's now going to be a friend. You know, it's like you can go to these shows, you can make friends. Which is awkward because as adults, we we don't make friends as easily as we did when we were starting out our careers in, in companies, starting out in whatever, you know, schools where you make friends, university, college, and then your jobs. And then it's like hard to make friends after that for a lot of adults. The hobby provides us with almost an unending supply of potential friends. And I know it sounds, maybe I'm sounding a little corny with it all, but I don't care. It's important. Like you and I became friends simply because of the hobby. You, we became friends because you came to my booth at, at at an expo one time, and we hung out. And now here you are setting up with me. So, I mean, it's just it's just awesome that way. Let's go to some comments. A lot of, we haven't done that yet. We got over thirty people with us here late on a Saturday night. Let's say hi to Jake Dahl. What's going on, Jake? Good to see you. Mod Cult Collectibles. Hello to you. Rich is in the house. No winding down when it comes to card hunting. Rich, Rich was at the expo, had some great cards. He actually, I let him park, uh, I think it was a BVG6 Gordy Howe in my showcase for a little bit. He ended up moving it without my help, and I'm glad, I'm happy that, that he was able to do that. And But that's the kind of thing you do for your friends. You put a, you put a card in your showcase if you can. Now, if he sold it, he was going to pay me a small commission, but he didn't. Uh, I didn't sell it, and uh, and uh, but it was just nice to be able to help him out. Eric says the worst part of the expo is when it ends. We got Mark Santucci in the house. What's going on? He says a little direct, a direct hello to you, Sam. And just back to, to Eric's comment here, he's 100% right. You know, you get you you arrive in Toronto for the expo and you've got four days of card show ahead of you. And you think to yourself, it's only getting started. And then you blink and it's three o'clock on Sunday and people start packing up their booths early. You know, it's like, there he is. There's Ralph. That That's who I was talking about Uh uh, 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 wrap around, wrap around cards in the house. Our buddy Ralph, who was stationed at at my booth with uh, you and me there for Friday, Saturday, <laughs> and then he couldn't make it out Sunday, Monday. We missed you those days, Ralph. We certainly missed you. Jordan Riker's back. Good to see Jordan. I've been running into him at all the shows in the states. Says uh, hello, Jeremy. You mentioned this was your best best expo ever. 
Can you talk more about what was better than in the past? Yeah, it's a great question, Jordan. So I think it when I'm saying this was my best expo ever, I'm meaning that in the context of as a vendor from a, I guess, obviously from a revenue perspective, the sales that I made were well more than my previous record. And again, I've been doing this for, I guess, 17 years at the Toronto Expo. So, you know, I kind of know what I've done over the years and uh, people were, people were buying. I had one pretty huge transaction that made up a big portion of my overall revenue. Uh, without that, it would have been my second best show. So uh, let me let me just put that in context. Without that one huge deal I made, it's still my second best expo ever. Second to only a year ago. But that one transaction made it really worthwhile for me. Uh, and, and before I move on, I'll also say that the pickups were great. Like, you know, Sam knows what I picked up. But uh, just to give you guys a... That's my, those are my expo pickups right there. And you'll notice there's only one slabbed card. Oh, there, and there's Sam's. There's only one slab card in there, and it isn't what you might think, and that it's not a graded card. So I didn't pick up any graded cards at the show uh, this time. Uh, David G says, Good evening. Was great to finally meet you in person at the expo. Wish I was able to spend more time at your booth, David. Always good to meet people who comment on the show and uh, just I feel like I know you guys, a lot of you. So thanks for stopping by. And yeah, next time, just budget more time. You know, that's what I say. If, if, if you're if you're friendly, you're welcome at my booth as much as you want to hang out. Please grab a chair, sit down, hang out with us. That's what that's what happened to Sam. It's like just and Ralph, just you guys want to share. Just come on back, sit down. And now now you're with me sort of thing, which is awesome. Mark says, do you two guys remember the KC's, the Kansas City Scouts? We all know the Rockies and the Devils. But, I mean, Mark, I'm familiar with the Kansas City Scouts. I don't have any memories personally of them, only of seeing their image on cards and reading about them. That's it for me. David French says, thanks for doing these random. I'd like to see an episode about what cards have shaped, changed the industry the most. That's a great, uh, that's an interesting, you know, a good channel for that is a guy like uh, Chris Sewell from Baseball Card Collector Investor Dealer. He has done some videos like that on his channel, and he will be our guest on Sports Cards Live next Saturday. Hey, Mitch is there. Mitch Grobman. We spent a ton of time with Mitch and his father, Al, at the Expo. Sam, I mean, just great guys. And uh, we had dinner with them on Saturday night, I believe, at the Moxie's at the Sandman Hotel. Um, Hang out at a trade night a bit with them as well, and just at the booth. Uh, So... Oh, it was it was just great to get to know the and Mitch and his father were on an episode of After Hours a couple months ago, so it was just great to be in person and then and to his father Al's rap music. Al, I don't know how old Al is, maybe around 58, 62 in there somewhere. And the guy, the guy, you know, he's got his great anymore. Raps. He literally rapped. I'm still with you, right? You got me right now? You're a little choppy, but yeah. Okay. All right. Purple Haze in the house. Chris C., uh, could you recommend which 90s and O's hockey rookies you consider buying? Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many Hall of Fame rookies in the 90s, Chris, that are, you know, you've got Timu Solani, you've got Eric Lindros, you got you got Martin Brodeur, Peter Forsberg. Uh, I mean, the list Yager, Yager, Bure, Fedorov, you go, you got the Sedin brothers, you got Jerome McGinley, you got Joe Thornton, you got Patrick Marlowe, 
Um, I'm missing a ton, I'm sure. It's 12 o'clock. But the fact of the matter is they're also readily available that there's not much value to them. If value doesn't matter, you want to build a nice collection of Hall of Fame rookies, You've, the list is endless from the 90s. Joe Thornton. Joe Thornton is probably the most expensive rookie. Zdeno Chara. Those are probably the two most expensive rookies from the 90s in like high grade sort of thing. So I hope that answers your question, Chris. I remember you did ask it earlier on in Sports Cards Live. If you have a follow-up, feel free to throw it in there. Purple Hayes says, I've definitely made a few friends who live in different states solely because of the hobby, for sure. Mark Santucci just picked up a Gary Croto Scouts uniform card. Very nice, unique item. Chris says, I made a few great friends across the country because of the love of collecting. The boards are strong. The bonds are strong and last a lifetime. It's just that commonality, you know? We talk. I talk about rapport with people a lot, especially with the guests on the screen. I want to have a good screen rapport with my with anyone who comes on the show. And that's why I meet with them before, to build that. And uh, to build rapport, one of the key ways to build rapport with somebody is to find a commonality. If you have something in common with someone, find building rapport is going to be a lot easier to achieve. Does that make sense uh, to you? Totally. Sorry, to you, Sam? Yeah, totally. I mean, that's you, you couldn't say it any better. For sure. Ralphie says, a great balance of modern and vintage. I think he means at the show, I'd say. Great feeling when you finally land a card after 12 years of chasing. No doubt. No doubt. Todd McDonald joins. Good to see you, Todd. Uh, just joining late. What a great show this year. The extra hall made a big difference. Yeah, the show is, it's always only been in Hall 5. It was Hall 4 and 5 this year. So there was a lot. There were many more vendors. I made my way over there a couple times, found some deals. Uh, you know, I think, I think that that hall did okay. I know a lot of people are going over there, so I hope it was. Uh, Alex in the house got to see him at the show. Good to see you. Thanks for joining. Rich gives a list. Uh, Joe Thornton, Black Diamond rookie, is probably the top hockey rookie card to get in the 90s. Uh, without a doubt, I agree with that. And I think it's – I picked up a Joe Thornton card at the show. I'm, I'll show it to you guys shortly. I think Joe Thornton is one of these guys who the hobby uh, collectors – I mean, he plays in San Jose, maybe not the best market. But, I mean, Sam, Joe Thornton – He's like a almost an all-time great. I mean, he's I believe he's probably the active points leader in the league right now, maybe. Um I think he is. I'm not 100% certain, but I mean the guy's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's For sure. He needs I don't say he needs a Stanley Cup, but he doesn't have one, so there's one thing there, but uh sure be nice for for him. I I just think he's undervalued by the hobby or underappreciated is a term I like to use. Uh, Peep says Joe Thornton is a fuzzy picture for the rookie card. No, um, it's a it's a Team Canada image. Actually, he's playing for Canada on it. It's not what some people might think. You know, it's not a, it's not a, he's not pictured in the Boston Bruins, which is where he played his first couple of years. Uh, Colin says not as many Americans at the show than than not as many Americans at the show than we were expecting. I saw. I mean, I'm I met my fair share of them there. Actually, uh, I can think of right off the top of my head about. I don't know, over a dot, I can probably think of 15 or 20 right off the top of my head. I don't know what 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 other people are expecting, but I, I thought there were several Americans in the room. I guess it just depends who comes to your booth too, though. Jordan says, uh, Jeremy and Sam, can you talk about your experience with selling relative to comps? What percent of buyers mentioned comps in negotiating with you? I mean, I'll let you, you take it first, Sam. What, how did that impact you? It, you know what, the funny thing, is the deals that I did, I don't, 
like I don't feel people were really taking out their phones and looking at comps. People just they found the card that they liked and they wanted to make a deal. Obviously, if you're priced, you know, fair to begin with, if you're you're out to lunch, then I mean they're just gonna pass on the card. But I mean, I think our booth prices are pretty fair. And you know, if someone wants to buy the card, there was a lot of trading going on, which um uh I guess help people keep some money in their pocket and their cards were moving. So I, I don't know about you, but I don't like. I mean, I don't feel like people were were really caring too much about the comps because when they had the card in their hand, it was a different experience. Yeah, like no, I, I know for the cards I bought, I looked at zero comps. Be honest, I'll be honest with you. I just when I found the card, I know the value overall because it's what I collect. But it's not like I went to go to like the last one and said, "Oh, this one sold fifty dollars cheaper. Can I offer you fifty dollars?" Like it was just talk and again i find myself always kind of dealing with the people i know and i'm comfortable with so the deals are always like they're fun because we're joking and you know we know we're going to get to the end result how we find a way we always find a way so i i mean i don't know it's kind of from my experience i don't know i don't know how you, how you explain yeah. I mean, for me at my at at with my cards and my showcases, a lot of what I had were like auto patches and like card serial number to a hundred or less, that kind of thing. And in that case, I don't remember seeing people really think about comps. I don't remember anyone really quoting me comps. There are probably a few conversations, or maybe you know, I sold one card. I, I did sell a Michael Jordan rookie, an '86 Fleer rookie, in PSA six, and the buyer did look at comps, and then I explained to the buyer that. And I showed them, like, here it is. I said, this is a very strong six. So I'm not selling it. If you're looking to pay average, you know, the average six price or the weak six price, you're not going to be able to buy this card because I have it priced uh, aggressively for a six because it's so much nicer than the average six was. He ended up buying the card from me. He And he walked away just loving this card. So when it comes to commodity cards, people are looking at the comps more. I think, you know, Jordan does the U.S. shows and he's out of Arizona and, it's a lot of prism basketball and football at those shows and, you know, tops baseball and that kind of thing where, you know, you go, you walk by, and I mean, I've been to these shows now, you walk by booth after booth. It's a lot of the same looking cards. It's those shiny prisms and Bowman chromes and they're all come out. Every single one of them is a commodity card, right? You know, except for the low number parallel. So comps are much more prevalent in that market, I believe. And I don't deal in young guns. I had two at my booth. I had a Crosby and an Ovechkin. Oh, three. And, and a, and a McKinnon comp talk happened. Uh, I didn't sell a Crosby or an Ovechkin, but I had a lot of people interested in my Nathan McKinnon. And it was, yeah, comp talks were happening then because it's a commodity card. Comps are important. They're more, I think they, they're more indicative of value because there's, there's so many data points, but for cards that don't have a lot of data points. Yeah. Comps don't, they don't even really come up. I mean, cause you might mention it, but the, Oh, there are none. So it just becomes a what's what are you comfortable paying uh, and what are you comfortable selling it for? So that that kind of I think that sums up the, the comp experience there. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I mean I should have said from the beginning the type of cards that I bu I'm buying they're always numbered cards. But if it's like you said, like it's a commodity future watch or stuff, people are gonna definitely look at the comps. But if it's something that's rarity, low numbered piece then I felt like people were just like you know they held the card and they this is something they wanted and they made it happen. Yeah. So you couldn't have said were, it any better. It was perfect. Like they use their own experience and gut. I think that's an under appreciated, undervalued uh, tool in the hobby, which is just using your, if you have it, you know, if you have it to use that experience, 
Chad Chipper, great show. Love doing the Pawn Stars stories. Thanks, Chad, for being on both shows tonight. Uh, and yeah, that last episode with Steve Johnston, I mean, I said to him after the hour 40 went by super quick. I thought he was a really great guest. It was great to have Leighton Sheldon on again. So I enjoyed that episode. Thanks to everyone who was there for that one. Mitch says, I had an amazing time at the Expo. Best show I've ever been to. Mitch is out of Chicago, by the way. Him and his dad account for two of the Americans that I thought of when I was adding them up in my head. I uh, really enjoyed hanging out with you and Sam there too. Yeah, Mitch, uh, it was great to see you and, and Al, of course. Uh, Ralphie, no, the, he was there. The, the, the meat man was actually there, just in a different location. Uh, Ralph, you must have missed him. Colin says he retired. I, I know I saw him there. I know he was there. I saw him. So like, I'm, I'm 100% certain. I'm not making, I don't think I was a dream. Uh, Jerry says that Yager, Sundin, and Brodeur are other. Oh, and Mike Medano and Jeremy Roenick. Roenick. I mean, the, the 90s is chalk, especially 9091 and 9192 are chalk full. And then you got oh. Paul Correa coming after that, Matt, you know, uh, Marcus Naslin coming in like 93. Uh, the list does go on. Adam really enjoyed the expo. Happy to pick up the Crosby and Lemieux from you. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate that very much. Appreciate the deal. <laughs> Eric says, nope, no Americans. Eric is from the Boston area, and he was definitely there. Peep said, I just think that if Thornton has a more clear-cut rookie, it would be worth more. I mean, it's pretty clear-cut, though. He's got he's got the ice. He's got the black diamond. They're clear-cut rookies. I mean, the hockey community accepts, accepts those as his rookies. Um, so I wonder if there's truth to that, Peeps, if he was pictured in a Boston uniform. Would that make a difference? Maybe that would. Rich says, do you feel there was more requests for trade or partial trade sale type deals at this show? I mean, listen, 17 years in and nothing's changed from, from my perspective. I mean, people always want to give you some cards. Everybody's got cards in the show. People bring traders on purpose. Do I think if the question specifically asked, there was a more of a request? I don't know. I did. I, I usually count up my deals. I didn't. I don't have them counted yet. I don't know how many I did. I just forgot to do that. I should have. Uh, but I did lots of deals and um, I had my fair number where people wanted to do the combination. And if they if they had nothing I wanted, pretty much got the deal done just with, with their money anyway, I would say. So um, tough to answer, uh, Rich. Ogie says American here was there from Thursday 4 till Sunday at 4.30. Great autograph show for Hockey Hall of Fame players. No doubt about that, Ogie. And thanks for making the trip up to the to the expo. David G drove up from New Jersey. Took my daughter to visit Niagara on the way. Yeah, that's awesome. Nice. Wonderful. We have we have more Americans in the room here right now that were at the show than I think Colin, I think you saw at the show, perhaps. Peep says collectors would be our wise to look beyond the assigned grade. 100% agree with that. Barry Ma, I was honored to meet the mayor of Canada. Yeah, there's another, I didn't even think of him, Richie Barone. He, uh, he can't, comes in from Long Island. Ogie says, older raw hockey Hall of Fame rookie cards dried up quickly at the dealer tables. I, I heard that happen. I mean, Colin mentioned to me he sold a ton of them. Did you guys get any older hockey? Say, said, Mark, this is like my first expo ever. I didn't buy a single vintage card. And it wasn't by design. It just happened that way. Hey, I mean, Sam, like, someone looked at my stack. They said, where's the vintage? I said, I just didn't pick any. I mean, I've got most of the vintage I want already, but usually I'll pick up a vintage card or two, even if it's just you know, to resell down the road, like a Gretzky or a Lemieux rookie or a Wara or how, whatever. I didn't pick up a single vintage card this year for myself. First time ever. First time ever. Uh, Chris says, I'll buy raw unless I see a good value on an SGC graded and because PSA is overvalued in many cases. Fair. 
Albert says it's my favorite show and Jeremy has some new cards at the same time. It's the show I hate the most because we have to suck. We have such similar tastes and I guess super jealous. Colin says very slow show on the weekend for a dealer. Dealers all needed to be under one roof to be fair. Very slow show on the weekend for a dealer. Yeah, but if you know if the real estate doesn't allow it, it's just fair, fair isn't an option. Like fair, I, I have no problem the way it was laid out. The fact that Hall 4... What, am I missing something here, Sam? No, no. I just want to say something when you're done. Okay. Okay. So, so let me finish up quickly. The way I look at it is if if the promoter of the show didn't include Hall 4, there were just more people that didn't get a booth. And now it's going to become a seniority thing. New people go into Hall 4. And when, a, when a, someone who has more seniority doesn't come anymore, they'll lose their Hall 5 spot. The top of the, the first guy that registered for Hall 4 will move into Hall 5 and so on and so forth until everyone makes their way out and there's a group of new dealers in Hall 4. Plus, this is the first time of Hall 4. Moving forward, there will be more, more people will know about it because people are coming back and they might have missed it last time. So, like, I have no issue with the way it was held. I have no issue with it being unfair, to be honest. It's unfair because you were latest, you, they were the latest people to register for a booth in many cases. So, I've, I don't take issue with that whatsoever. I think it's just, it's just the way the world works sort of thing. And... Um, and you kind of got to pay your dues in a way as well. You know, it's kind of like a pay your dues sort of thing. And again, if there was no Hall 4, those vendors would not have been there at all. So it's like take what you can get also to a degree. What did you want to jump in with, though? I, I just wanted to say in Hall 4, wasn't that where the pavilion was for all the autographs? It was. So I thought Steve did a really good job. Um, was a smart design letting the autograph session go in Hall 4. So those all those dealers in Hall 4 had a lot of traffic. Yeah, I mean, know, yeah. I, I compared think to other was, shows. Well, and that was part of the plan was to steer traffic that way. The other thing was there was this connector hallway between Hall 4 and Hall 5. And it was, it was referred to by the organizers as the connector. And apparently those dealers... Had I heard they had great shows because anyone who went to the autograph pavilion, anyone who walked to Hall Four, you're window shopping on your way. I mean, myself too. I know you bought your biggest card came from the connector. That's from right. The dealer set up in yeah. the connector. So, yeah. I mean, that was another area that like sh maybe shouldn't have been as successful as it was, but was ended up being pretty good for most of the people that I know uh, that were set up there. So, um, I think that it's just you know the show it'll you know, growing pains, but eventually I think it'll, I think it'll get there. Adam Holgate uh, confirms the meat guy was there for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Alex says the only time I heard comps was when the seller was lazy and didn't have their cards priced and we're looking the prices up fair. Exactly. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And if you came by my booth, you noticed that all my cards, except for one showcase, which I didn't get a chance to price were priced with price tags on the front. I, I always uh, say that I said Lindros early. I said Lindros, like, I think it was the second name I said, call rewind and confirm. Fact check me on that. Todd McDonald, the meat guy was there. The smell was not like it normally is. Maybe that's why Ralph missed it. Uh, Alex says, the only time I used comps was when a seller was saying his card was a $1,000 card when the last one sold for less than half of that. Yeah, that's good to know. Colin experienced lots of trading. Ralph says, oh, that makes sense, Todd, because I didn't smell the stench. Yes, there you go. Ogie says, no one thought I was American because I kept on saying A, good way to fit in. Uh, Jordan, who are your best sellers at the show? I don't know that I have a who was. Again, it's like it's not like it's not like in basketball and football where our tables are filled with these modern quarterbacks and, and, and basketball players. So so I could easily tell you it's like, you know, 
um, Justin Herbert and and Mac Jones and Giannis. It's not like that because we, at least in my booth, it's a lot of cards of all players of all eras in a lot of modern cards. Like, you know, Gordy Howe autographs. I sold a few of those. I sold a couple Wayne Gretzky autographs. I sold some Crosby cards, Ovechkin cards. Um, I mean, I should I should pull up my 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 records and I could I could share more. But how about you, Sam? What were you noticing? People were asking for. I will tell you that there were a lot of people asking for Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield of the Montreal Canadiens, yep. some Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews as well, um, and some Stutzla and some some Norris, some some Ottawa guys. But otherwise, it was all Hall of Famers and the staples. All these the Gretzky's, the Howes, the the Ors. Everybody wants was asking for, you know, the good stuff. Yeah, Mark says, "How well did baseball sell all years?" I mean, I had I had some uh, baseball cards at my booth. I had a few of them. I think I sold six, no, maybe four baseball cards. I couldn't even tell you who they were. So, not really a good question for me or Sam because we're almost exclusively hockey. But uh, if anyone else in the chat was set up and had baseball, uh, let's let's hear what you what you thought about that. Uh, Colin Murray says, not fair for Hall 5. Well, I don't understand, Colin. I I didn't find it unfair. What what was what I found balanced it out was that the autograph pavilion was in Hall 4. Usually it's at the back of Hall 5. So all the autograph seekers have to walk through to get there. But a lot of autograph seekers aren't necessarily buying cards. That's something that a lot of vendors in Hall 5 historically will tell you that when they, and I'm right in the middle of the show, they walk right down the middle aisle and uh, a lot of them aren't stopping. You know, they're just going to get autographs. So while the autograph pavilion moved to Hall 4, what replaced the autograph pavilion this year in Hall 5 was the grading pavilion, which was all the grading companies lined up against the back wall with their with their submission booths. And that, I think, was good because that's like putting the milk at the back of the, of the grocery store, right? People come to these shows just to get cards graded. So... Um, that I thought balanced it out, Colin, but uh, I'm not sure what your experience was. He does, Colin does say here, vintage baseball was down. So, and listen, Colin's got one of the best vintage booths. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, like, is there anyone with a better vintage booth at the expo than Colin? Like, I mean, Jason Martin has a, a crap ton of vintage at his booth, but uh, probably the top two vintage guys, um, just like for the amount of high quality inventory at their booth. Um, Anyway, what I'm trying to say is, like, like if Colin says vintage baseball was down, I, I, I would say I would, I would have to take that as, as fact. The vintage baseball was down. Uh, Alex has had no issue with Hall Four. I bought cards in both halls and the connector. Very cool. Terry Fortune says, Jeremy, what was the Jordan? What was the Jordan? Was the Jordan your big sale? If not, what was it? So no, it wasn't. The Jordan was just a was uh, just a single card. Um, my big sale was so. I picked up a collection of about 950 cards before the expo happened. Uh, these are, they're all from, they're one kind of card. They're called Supremes and they are from, they started debuting, I don't know, six or eight years ago, maybe a bit more. They still come out every year in hockey and in the SP game used brand. And I bought a whole collection of them. The guy was hoarding them, 950 of them. And by time, uh, there's an example. Yeah, there's an example of a Peter Forsberg Supreme. They, you know, they've come in different designs now, but that's the that's the the theme is that it's a huge piece of memorabilia with a nice picture of the of the player. Always, yeah, beautiful. Always, they always just are eye catching, full of color. And um, anyway, by the I had sold about seventy five of them at the show. 
uh, midway through Saturday when uh, the Dave and Adams buyers came by for hit parade. And they saw this, that I had all these cards there. I had about 850 of them left. And they, their brain started, it, it was Tyler from hit parade. His brain started churning. And he's like, I could build a whole product around this. What if I took them all? I said, right away, I'm like, wow. Because I wanted to unload these. I did not want to have them. It's a lot of cards, a lot of weight to carry around. I didn't want to bring them home with me. One way or another, I was going to consign them or sell them at the show. And uh, anyway, it took a day, but we got the deal done and they bought all of them from me. They bought every single last one uh, that I had from that collection. So full disclosure, I'm just going to give you guys the numbers. I bought 962 of these cards off my, my seller. I kept 22 for myself. That brings me down to 940. I sold about a dozen of them before I went down to Expo. So does that bring me down to 940, down to about 928. And then I sold about 70 to 75 of them uh, before they, the hip, hip parade buyers came along. And then they bought the rest of them from me. So that was the that was a, a, a big deal. So that, that's what that was, Terry. Uh, Jordan Riker says, with the World Cup starting tomorrow, was soccer more relevant at this show? Not at our table. I mean, I had zero soccer cards. I didn't really hear anybody talking about soccer. Did you, Sam? You walked through show a bit more than I did, maybe. Yeah, I think uh, Ken had a lot of soccer. That's kind of his thing, and he seemed. He said oh. he was fairly fairly busy. I mean, I don't I don't really do soccer, but um, I think I think it would have to be pretty good with the timing of the, of the World Cup for sure. I would think. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Well, so you're talking, talking to Ken. Yeah. You're talking about Kent, who sets up with uh, with a meet at the booth yeah. next to us, and yeah. and he told me that he sold a lot of women's soccer. He was oh, actually yeah. like, yeah, I sold a ton of women's soccer because no one else Ooh. had it. So if you have, and you know, that's an opportunity at the expo, especially for American vendors to come up with some inventory that a lot of the Canadians don't have because we are typically hockey centric. However, I mean, you look at the Dolly's booth. Uh, the relics booth, I mean, the mint ink booth, these guys had tons of basketball and football and, and non-hockey. So, all right. Mike, Mike says uh, the connector hallway had lots of eyes on their booth before the main hall opened with the long line to get in. Ah, there we, I didn't even know that. So that's a, uh, the lines were long. I mean, that connector is going to become a hot ticket to get a booth in there. I think Jared, can I say something? No, Honestly, no. no. No, I think Steve Menzi did a great job laying out this expo. Like, I think it couldn't have been any better, honestly. Like, that connector going to Hall 4, how cool was that? Like, it was just, it was always cards. Like, you yeah. were, it wasn't like a dead zone. It was like, oh, what do these guys got here? And you went table to table. And then you would go Hall 4. You'd be like, oh. And then all the signings were there. And then how they had all the great booths in the back. How I think he nailed it, man. Oh, I, I, I thought so, too. He told me that Friday uh, was a record attendance day forever at the at the expo. So, I mean, Friday and for people who weren't there, Friday and Saturday were so busy in the show uh, that apparently they had to close down the parking lot. Now, there might have been another event going on at this in in this area at the International Center, which has like five or six conference centers. So but I mean, the expo was so packed in there. To the point where, like, you couldn't walk down the aisles without having to, like, go sideways and squeeze between people there for really from about noon till three, both days, if my memory serves me correctly. Busier than I've ever remembered it being. I mean, it was it was so busy in there. Yeah. And the vibe was great. 
it just was the opposite of what so many people were forecasting, which is such a relief, really, as far as the hobby goes. Collection SML says the F1 display in Hall 5, it was in Hall 4, actually, SML, was yeah. awesome. Great addition to the show. I mean, there was a there was a race car at the show with all sorts of race uniforms. There was a race car driver there. I don't know. She looks like she's out of the swimsuit issue of Sports <laughs> Illustrated. She's absolutely, she's, she's not hard on the eyes at all. No. She was there. I mean, it was, I like that they're trying things. And if you watch the pre-expo episode here on the channel with Steve Menzi, the organizer, and with, with uh, Mikey Singer, who is like his right-hand man, I mean, they, they admitted that they're trying new things. And if it doesn't work, well, at least we tried. I'm going to always support that, that, that approach. Try it. Try new things. Chris says, I feel that many people don't appreciate the older retired greats in all sports. Picked up a second year Tim Duncan refractor for only 10 bucks. He doesn't get his due without a doubt. I mean, Mitch Grotman's watching. I know Mitch loves Tony, uh, sorry, Phil Esposito. You look at Phil Esposito's accomplishments, he gets no love in the hobby. Joe Thornton still playing. I bought one of his cards because I thought, how is this only 300 bucks? If this card was, if this card was Wayne Gretzky, it's $5,000. Surely it's got to be worth more than three. Anyway, I'll show the card soon. YYC Vintage says, I bought only vintage baseball to show. It was great. So much better selection of vintage baseball mm -hmm. than my small local Calgary shows. Good to hear. And I, hey, I, I patronize these same small local Calgary shows that you do. So um, I'm glad to hear you were able to find what you wanted at the expo in Toronto. BM says, I think a lot of people didn't go to work because of Remembrance Day for Friday, which brought out a lot more people that day, including kids. Yeah, that I think that certainly has something to do with it. Friday's always a great day at the show, especially at like because the show used to go to like nine or ten o'clock on Friday. Now it cuts off at eight. But from like four to eight, it's that's a good time. This year, because of the holiday, I think that busyness started a bit earlier. Jake Dahl, yeah, Marcel Dion's another great example of a player who gets no love. And I'm not sure who Ogie's talking about, Jack, there. But um, but uh, thanks for putting up the comment, Ogie. Okay, we got to the bottom of the comments. I did make a list of things that I kind of, Sam, that I thought were worthy of chatting about here. So we've already gone through some of them. Um, Jack Astor's on Thursday night. We had like 75 people. And how do I know 75? Because for the staff at the restaurant to do separate checks. Everybody got a sticker with their number on it so that the serving staff could find you and, and associate you to your, to your bill number. And they got up like 72, 73 when I saw it, when all the Players' Choice people came in. So great turnout. I want to thank everybody who did come out. I hope you had a good time. I know that there was some great networking. And so I just want to grow that. And let's get 100 people out uh, in the spring if we can. How was it for you, Sam? Did you enjoy it? Amazing, amazing. It's uh that's the intro to the weekend. That's like for me it's become a staple, like I can never miss it now. So for me, it's just nice to have that first night to connect with everybody, and then in the morning, boom, everybody's there. You see you put names to faces. Um, yeah, it's a great, great event just to chat to other collectors and and I uh, get to meet new people to be honest it's uh it's a great event and uh thank you for for doing that and uh, signing that up on thursdays it's uh it's a special event that hopefully uh keeps on going for many years to come for sure well as long as as long as i'm going I'll, I'll keep it going and i hope if i don't come that even if i can't come one year like like when i got sick in in june and didn't come the event still went on without me and i'm glad it didn't 
I hope it continues. Yeah, I went. I'm yeah. sure it will. And see, in the when we used to do it, like the expo only became a four day show post COVID. Before that, it was a three day show, so it was truly a pre expo dinner. You know, you come in on Thursday so that you can get to the show to set up early Friday or do some Thursday setup. Let's all get together Thursday night. Now <coughs> it's after that opening VIP, whatever the night is called, where the show is open from like four till eight. And then we go after. And I like that it's actually that we've had a bit of the show under our belts before we go there. Cause you, by then you have a feel for what the show is like. You got your eyes on some targets you want to go back to find the next day. You know, you're talking to people. Yeah, it was uh, definitely awesome. Definitely awesome. So want to talk about Jack Astor's. Uh, I'll mention that on the Saturday, I think it was, I got to go into Hall 4 where the main stage was and sit on a panel talking about um, hobby content. It was moderated by Aaron from Slab Stocks. And uh, to my right was Ty from, um, from um, Breaker Culture. And... Uh, oh, um, chasing cardboard is, is a new series he's doing. And on my left was Jeff Wilson from, and the sports card investor. And I thought we had a great panel and I know that they streamed it live. I think that footage is available, uh, maybe on the sport card expo YouTube channel or website. If anyone wants to go back and watch that, but we, but we were up there for a good 40 minutes, I would say. And, uh, I thought we did a, a nice job overall. So thanks to anyone who, who came out and, and watched that, um, Tag grading, of course. You all know I'm involved with tag grading. We had a great show overall. We had a couple of booths in the place. Um, everyone who saw the slabs at my booth absolutely loved them. And uh, I know that we took in uh, several submissions. I think it was a, a very successful show from uh, for us from a submission standpoint. So I want to thank everybody who was willing to ask me questions and hear me answer them about tag, what we're up to there, about the slab, the, the digital image and grading report, uh, the service, the turnaround time, all that stuff. Thanks to everyone who did submit cards and talk to me about it. I, I greatly appreciate that. Um, Saturday night was a trade night, Sam. It was at the Expo Center. It was in a separate room, so you couldn't walk into the show itself. That was all closed for security purposes. But we got there late, like really late. I think it went from like what, 6 till 10. We got there at like 9 after dinner. You, me. Uh, or did you come? No, I didn't. I didn't come. Didn't I think come. I couldn't make it. You didn't come. That's right. I went there uh, with Mitch and Al and uh, Grotman, and uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, it was there was music playing. I could have it could have been brighter. I would have liked more light in the room. I thought that would have been uh, uh, just easier to see cards and that. But you could see everything. It was pretty. It was pretty fun. I think it's going to evolve and get better and better. And, and I and I hope that it that it does as as we move forward. Um, pickups. That's the next thing on my list. Or pickups. I think we should show some cards before we do. BM says, I got to say, Tag's booth was beautiful. Thanks, BM. I appreciate that. I hope you you like what we're doing. And uh, Mark says, I appreciate older players like Rod Gilbert, Dave Maloney, Serge Savard, and Bobby Orr. Like Rod Gilbert and Bobby Orr are, you know, Hall of Famers, well-known. Um, Bobby Orr especially, of course. You know, people consider a lot of people consider him to be the best hockey player of all time ahead of, of Wayne Gretzky and Gordie Howe. Rod Gilbert is kind of like one of those you know, played in Buffalo, I think his whole career, uh, not the best market, but a good market for the, for hockey. And, uh, but I don't see Dave Maloney very often. Serge Savard's a, a legend in his own right though. So anyway, very cool uh, to hear that. And David G says, I sold a nice Tito six card to the baseball dealer in the connector. 
part of my game to take something that is common to see in New York City and swap for rare pre-war hockey cards that can only be found at Expo. I love that approach. Absolutely love it. Yeah. So, okay. Great comments. We got through them. Sam, let's 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 do a battle. Let's go card for card and show some cards that we uh that we that we picked up. We'll just go not a battle. Let's go we'll go back and forth one at a time before we do. Mike says, was nice to see the tag slabs in person. Submitted 25 young guns for grading. Awesome, Mike. Can't wait to see how you how you like that. Thanks for the and thanks for sending the business to tag. What were you gonna say, Sam? So I'm guessing we're gonna go by the deals we did, like what cards we got in that deal. We can do deal versus card. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's do that makes deal. sense, right? Yeah. Okay. Did you want me to go first? You go first. Well, yeah, you go first. I'm gonna make sure I have mine sorted by deal if I can remember okay. that. Yeah. So I made uh, a trade in cash deal with the beauty Van Mash. Van Mash he, is a beauty. He bought a, a Gordy a Gordy Howe. It was a redemption card that they sent back. That it was it was. Um, Anyways, it was a one on one. They got sent back, and he signed it. Um, so, and then we traded for for these. I collect uh, Burry and Forsberg on my main PC. So I got three Forsbergs in the deal. Glory, oh, can we tell Glory? So that's a that's a silver shield. It's not a silver. game worn or anything. It's actually yeah. silver. Yeah, number to ten. And then I got this is a pretty cool card. The top ten picks. This is also number to ten. Yeah, that's well, I number, got, one, number one of ten is kind of cool. Yeah, I got these three plus some cash for the for the the Gordy Howe. Do you want to go next year? Or did you want me to just keep going? You do another one here as I'm sorting through my my deals. So this was a card I've been after for a while. Um, I always wanted a nice piece, John Bellable. So yeah, I did. Uh, I bought this off of. Um, Oh, what does he go by? Graham Patterson. I forget the store name right now. Um, oh, GP, Graham Patterson, GP Sports. Something. GP Sports. We're going to. Yeah, GP Sports. We talked about oh, it. We, I, had uh, we had dinner with him on Sunday after the show, and we talked about the name of the shop, and it's escaping me right now, too embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. And again, Grant, I've known Grant for a while, and he's, uh, he's, a, he's a great guy. Um, yeah, I can say anything bad about the guy amazing so we did a trade for that i got uh, the bell of and i traded him i can't remember what oh he said he's a shield collector i traded him a few uh a few shields uh for that one there then i got this one this francis foundation and leaf uniform for the beaut from that beauty uh grotman cards mitchy yeah shout out to mitch um, so I had purchased this one a couple weeks before the show, which is the emblems, Francis. So now I get to, uh, have both of them together in the PC, which is really rare. Cause I think Francis played one year with the Leafs. So these are probably his best cards in the leaf uniform. In my opinion, I think it was only one year he played. So those are pretty cool to get those. Did you want me to just keep going, Jer? No, no, no. I'm just okay. that's okay. I just want to make a comment here. Okay. Terry says, I think Jeremy was thinking Gilbert. I was Rod Gilbert of the Rangers with a 1961 rookie. Yeah, my my bad. I just just a brain fart there. Thanks for pointing that out, uh, Terry. Uh, Mitch says that Grant Patterson was a total sports. Yes, makes sense. Thank you. Thank you uh for that. <clears throat> Some funny jokes in there. Jake Dell says cool Bellabo, which that autograph was beautiful on that on that stick piece. 
for sure. Uh, Colin Marie says, Gilbert, an all-time Ranger, passed away this summer. Yeah, sorry to hear that for sure. Okay, so that's what that's what we missed. Uh, Mark says, so Sam, are you from Vancouver or are you just like Pavel Bure? No, I'm from Toronto. Yeah, just uh, childhood, you know, icon for me was Bure, watching him come down the ice with that speed, putting goalies in, you know. Mike says Ron Francis played 12 games with the Leafs in 0304. Is that all he ever played was 12 I, games? That's it. I think he came in, uh, I think maybe at the trade deadline and then played a bit or, and then I don't know if he got hurt. I can't really remember, but it wasn't very long, but well, there you go. All games. Maybe he came in as a rental player at the end of the season or something. And that was yeah. it. I mean, he's an, he's a hall. He's an all timer. I mean, I love, I, I collect, I have a small Ron Francis collection. So do all I. Hartford, it's all Hartford Whalers cards though. Gotta love those Hartford Whaler patches. What's that? Gotta love those Whaler patches. Albert says, I've dealt with Graham Patterson many times over Facebook. Yeah, he's got a big Facebook group going. So the first card that I picked up at the Expo was one. I bought it from Josh, who is um, Hit Him High Sports Cards on Instagram. And he put this card up on his Instagram like a week or two before Expo. I, I messaged him right away. I go, how much for that card? He goes, I'm just going to bring it to Expo and sell it there. I'm getting a lot of interest in it. So I got there early and I went straight to his booth and I managed to buy this off of him. This is a 2018 uh, Upper Deck Ingrained, which is based on stick cards. It's a it's a complete sticks on card autograph, numbered out of 25. I mean, look at that. It's freaking beautiful. Beautiful. Like, look at that. Look how nice that is with the silver foil accents. Numbered out of 25. The be- the autograph is in bold blue. Of course, he's got his nice red uniform on. And then it, it says it's a piece of blade, shaft, and handle. Bl- a piece of blade, shaft, and handle from a stick, a complete stick. So that's the first card I bought when I walked into the show. Was very happy with that. Now I'm going to lose the order, but I'll show you a couple. Ah, here's the, here's the deal. You'll recognize these ones. I picked up these two cards from... Probably the least friendly dealer in the place. He had this. He had this Connor McDavid in his booth. This is a 28, 2019 Ultimate Collection, numbered out of fifteen. Fifteen. Oh, you'd know. You're that least friendly dealer. I bought it from. <laughs> so we did it. Sam and I. Sam was raising money to go buy a Grail type card from that guy I was talking about earlier in the connector, which was the big card. And in order to do that, you sold me this card. So I bought this off you. And then as a, as a sweetener to the deal, I, I got you to throw in this Logan Couture signature patch at a 99 from the cup. Uh, and so this card here is not a personal collection card for me. So that will be at the next show with me. But this is going into my, my personal collection, this beautiful Connor McDavid patch auto. And uh, let me show this one now. So this card came to my booth. Um, Right here, it's a Dale Howarchuk SP Authentic Rookie Review uh, from 2000, I don't even know the year, but 2007 or 08, something like that. But this was uh, this was gifted to me by Ben, who is Cooch86 on Instagram. And uh, I just want to, if, if you're watching Ben, or you're, even if you're not, I'm going to thank you anyway, but thank you for uh, just for the gift. Uh, very nice card, cool patch, numbered out of 100, and Dale Howarchuk is the player of whom I own the most cards of, of any, of any player in my collection. So want to thank uh, Ben for, for that, for that gift. That was really nice. 
Um, let's see what we got here. Jake says, another player I like collecting, Ron Francis, doesn't get Hobby Love either. Two guys on the screen right now, though. Uh, I think I think Ralph collects him too, right? So he's getting more love than before. Let's say that. Uh, Mitch says that Ron Francis, fifth all-time in points, more assists than anybody not named Wayne Gretzky, right? Like the love just isn't there for these, for like for as it should be. Same, I mean, Phil Esposito gets even less love. Thank you, Jake, on the Iserman. And Mark says, do you guys have Francis 86, 87 card 43? No, I do not. I think you just mean the base card from 86, 87. I do not have that card. His rookie year, excuse me, was 82, 83 Opeachy, which was one of the two years uh, that Tops did not make hockey cards. For whatever reason, they took those two years off. Should I show one more one more little grouping of cards here? Yes, All right. please. I will show. So we're talking about Hall 4. Josh from uh, Hit Him High comes up to me on Thursday, probably goes, he goes, you got to get it. He says, did you see that guy at the back wall in Hall 4? Hasn't been here before. Got a bunch of cool cards from the early 2000s. So I went over there and I picked up these. I picked up this pair of stick pieces from like 2001 Titanium. I got this pair of cards for $20. They're so nice. They make such a cool pair. Forsberg and Sackick, they're both really nice stick pieces in those little windows. I've now been searching for other cards from this set, Sam, to see who else I'd want to add. But those are pretty cool. 20 bucks for the pair. Couldn't go wrong. The Sackick, it's hard to see at the bottom there, but it's numbered out of, numbered out of 224. Looks like 209 at 224. And then the Peter Forsberg is numbered 47 of 235. So Cool cards. I just thought they looked nice. I mean, I'll, I'll pick sure. those up for 20 bucks. And then the third card I got from these guys were because I'm in Alberta. I'm close to Edmonton. I know I'm going to find someone who wants this. This is just a Ryan Smith card from Titanium, a different year, but it's a patch card. But amazingly, it's numbered at the bottom 22 of 24. So this is only 24 copies of this card made. I know the next time I'm at the, I'm at the Edmonton Expo, I will find a forever home for that card. So I Picked up those three cards in a lot from uh, from the guy, the one guy in Hall 4. You got something you want to show next? Oh, while you're digging, Alex does say that guy in Hall 4 was my favorite booth. No offense. Yeah. I'm sur- He was probably a lot of people's favorite booth because he had all this inventory that no one had seen before. He collected back in the early 2000s, in the 90s and the 2000s, and then was out of the hobby for 10 years and then came to the show to sell his collection. You know how many people went to Hall 4 to see that guy? I don't, but it was a lot. Why couldn't you ever say anything? I wanted to go check it out. I never went. You didn't go? I didn't go. Well, Josh cleaned him out of most of the good stuff anyway. <laughs> I, I had to stick through the... That's yeah. all I could find were three cards. So, so again, I did another deal with Van Mash. For this beautiful uh, Lemieux signature, signature patch with the beak. 0809. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh. Number to 25. 22 out of 25. And then this was a card I was after for a while. I lost it on eBay. I don't know. Last year sometime. And shout out to uh, Tiero Cards for making this one uh, available. He came by the booth. Nice guy. I was able to acquire this beautiful um, 
Solani, number to 10. It's got five breaks, beautiful auto. I lost this exact card here to Tony. Uh, we're bidding, both bidding it on eBay. It's hard to see, but if you can look on the, uh, keep it, keep it there on the patch. It's got sort of purple in the middle. Then it's got white, white. Then on the outer sides, that's actually like teal. That's yeah. a beautiful light blue. It's harder to see on the screen, but we're card bros on this one. As you know, Sam, I have a copy of this card as well with a similar patch. This is my guy, Timu Solani. I mean, what a beautiful card. You know, I, I had a shot at it, I think, before you did, because I was looking through Tony's stuff, and we did a deal on some other cards. And I'm glad that that I didn't grab it, left it for you. I have a copy I'm very happy with, but I'm so glad you picked that up. What a, an amazing card. Absolutely. So I have a few from this set um, that I just think are amazing. I have the Psychic. I have the Wah. Um, actually, Psychic, I believe, has two from that year. One's an All-Star patch. It's, it's, they're, they're such good. I love – I have this obsession with cards that are full body. I just think the layout is really, really nice. Anyway, so do you want me to do another one? Yeah, go ahead. So I picked this one up from Hall 4. What a beauty. Yes, beautiful. This is another card I've been after for a while, but he was uh, finally able to let it go. Uh, Gila Fear, this is all-star patch, number to 49, exquisite collection, 1617. Such a the star, such a beautiful, beautiful. These all-star, I don't know, they do something to me. Aren't they so gorgeous? So gorgeous. That, that card is, that's a that's you know that card. Like, listen, I'm gonna make a very frivolous comment right now, but that might be his. I know Mitchell. Mitch. Mitch will definitely correct me, but Mitch, how does that rank? Like, just considering that patch, the on card auto, the overall aesthetic of the card, I can't think of a Gila Fleur card that I would want over that one. I mean. You know, it's not Montreal Canadiens, but that's okay. I know he's got, like, that's just a beauty. It's just a stunning, stunning card. I, I love it. When I first saw the picture of it, I was like, oh, my God, I, I have to have it. But finally, he was able to come down in price and work it out. I'll do one more, Jer, and then you go. Go ahead. So this was another card that I was able to acquire. Um, I had bought this version, number to five, <clears throat> with the auto last year at the expo so i got the non-auto version to pair with it and it's got the identical almost the identical patch so when i'm able to put them side by side they're gonna it's gonna be really cool that's and that's crazy. apparently a game used hockey memorabilia so i don't know Not pretty that. pretty sick Oil, any any patch with a, like three color Oilers game used piece on with Wayne Gretzky is very uh, elusive right now. So yeah, I mean Frankie Frankie Fives was a is a, a longtime Expo vendor who bought an amazing Gretzky collection like the week leading up to the Expo, and uh, I mi I missed the good stuff there too. Uh, but wow, congrats to the people who who were able to pick up some sweet pieces from him, and that was definitely. Definitely one of them. So nice. Good stuff. Okay. I'll show, I'll show the, I, I I'm looking at my notes now. So the, the first card I bought was that Iserman. The second deal I did was for, for these three cards here that I showed before the third deal I did also came out of hall four. And um, this, this is a, this is the only slab card I bought. It's from 2008 in the game, ultimate memorabilia. It's an ultimate emblem, one of one. And I've been, 
collecting these since they came out uh, in 2009 or so. I've got, I think, 92 cards from this uh, of, in this style that have come out. There were three years that they made them, I believe. And I've got, again, this is the 92nd card, but it's from the first year they did them. And it's a Mario Lemieux piece of all-star jersey patch. It's a one-of-one. I got it from, I think, uh, lower-level sports cards in Winnipeg. Uh, Mike was set up in Hall 4. He's someone that I'm sure would eventually love to kind of graduate to Hall 5 and will eventually. But in any event, I got this from him. It was a great, it was a, it was such a good deal because I know these cards. You know, I've been buying these cards for over 10 years. And the price he had on it was way more than I was willing to pay. And I said to him, you know, I said, that's a card that I'd, I'd acquire from you, but I know what I'm willing to pay. And here's why. And I showed him my collection. I flipped flip through it in my Dropbox that I've got 90 of these cards already. And here's what I paid for some. This is what I could pay for this card. Um, do you want to take the deal? And I was just very friendly. He said, yeah, yeah. And I it literally it was less than half of what his price tag was. But that's where I was at. And it's an easy card to think that, you know, you put a, a huge number on it. And uh, but he just trusted that I knew I knew what it was. You know, it's like in the last episode uh, that, that I just had with Steve, where we we're talking about, um, you know, when the when he talked about being on Pawn Stars and he was saying how the expert is usually the person that owns the item, not the expert that's called in. And this is the case here where Mike recognized that I was the expert in these cards. And if I this is what I was willing to pay. And I said to him, I'm going to try and get a deal on it. Like, I don't want to pay full retail for it. But if you're willing to give me a bit of a deal, this is what I'd pay. I, you know, might have come up by a few bucks if I had to. But in any event, this was the third card I bought. And uh goes nice. Like, I, you know, this won't see the light of day for many, many, for decades at this point. So that was the third uh, the third card I bought. Go back to my list here. Um, ooh, then I, this was a funny deal. So speaking of the mayor of Canada, Rich Barone, he had these sealed FedEx boxes with just filled with cards that he kind of poured in them. And he just was a, he was wanting to gamble and sell them blind. So I, I managed to open one, look through it, made him an offer. He accepted. I ended up taking three more of those boxes from him for more money. And uh, I didn't keep any of those cards. Those all went off to be sold. But like I didn't bring them home. I gave them to an eBay lister to sell for me because their card's not for my PC. But I did keep three of them. I think I only kept three. One of which is this Grant Fuhr Remnants out of 100. Just a simple stick piece. Just out of 100. Card's probably not worth much. I mean, maybe, <laughs> what's this worth? 15 to... 50 bucks depending on the customer sort of thing right but i love it it's just beautiful and i picked up some of these at the montreal show uh, some mcdavid's and, and ovechkin's i thought you know what? i'm gonna add this to that little pile of uh it's just such a beautiful card with the gold nice gold foil detail here you know anyway i love that card also got this dominic hasek uh autograph from bowman's best on card autograph on a real nice shiny dominic hasek card and then this uh, Mika Kiprasov with a neat patch, some sort of commemorative patch there from the, I'm guessing the Flames out of 35. So I got those three. Not sure if they're going to be PC. Well, the, this is definitely PC. Not sure on the other two yet. So there were those. What was next? Oh, huh. this guy right here, Matt Sundin tribute card, Upper Deck the Cup tri RPA tribute. So this is actually from 2012, I think it says. But, you know, it's in the style of 0506, the cup. And, uh, you know, players from pre-2002 in hockey don't have RPAs. 
So this is the only way to get the, to get them a, an RPA style card. And to me, this is an RPA tribute. I love it. And I recently picked up the Iserman, which I showed on Instagram. I picked up the Brett Hall, which I also showed on Instagram. Uh, I picked up a Thornton on eBay, which I've shown. And now I've got this one and one more to be shown uh, from the show. So that was a cool pickup. I love that card. Oh, I got this actually came from Cooch86 as well. He gifted me the Howard Chuck and I purchased this from him. So I want to, and he gave me a good deal on us. So I want to thank Ben for uh, for that deal there. Should I keep going or you got something? Go ahead. All right. Something, but. All right. I'm scanning through to see the next deal I did. Oh, these, these two cards here, uh, where they go, these two cards here. So I did a trade. I think this was with Tierra with Tony. I gave him a, an Eric Lindros scripted swatches, which I thought was a scripted sticks the whole time I owned it. Cause it was like a screen print versus like patchy patch, you know? It wasn't like thread. It was screen printed. I thought it was a stick. I thought it was I, this whole time I had this card over a year. I'm thinking it's a scripted sticks. It was a scripted swatch. Anyway, I gave him that card and a little bit of money. And I got these two Brett Halls in return. A scripted swatch out of 25, I believe, at the, on the top. And a peerless patch out of 50 on the bottom. So two nice Brett Hall cards. You know, I have a very small Brett Hall PC. Like, it's not even 10 cards. I have one more incoming now. Um, so excited to add those. And then I did, oh, I bought this card here, walking by the Klutz and Cherubuth who were set up right across from me. And, um, they don't price their cards on the outside. You have to ask them. Then they got to go into the app and take about two and a half minutes to find the price of the card. Then they finally do. And they tell you, so they had this card in their showcase. Look at this beautiful, beautiful card. If I might say so myself, this is 2006 upper deck ultimate collection. Timu Solani and Yari Curry, both three-color patches out of 25. They, these two players are paired together because they're both from Finland. Yeah. So they have they they grace several cards together. I just think this is a gorgeous card. So I went to the booth. I asked the price. I'm sure that the girl is going to say to me, 250 to 300 bucks. That's what I was expecting. She goes, oh, that's $60. I go 60. I'll take it for 60. <laughs> and then, and then she's like, well, I think so. And she went and confirmed with one of the guys and came back. She goes, yeah, 60 bucks. So done. Like I'll take it. You know, one of those rare times where you get a card for like way less than you're kind of willing to pay or thought you'd have to. And I would have paid a bit more. I wouldn't have paid 250 or 300, but in any event, I love it. Absolute beautiful card for my PC. I I'm in love with this card. Uh, the next deal I did, so that takes me through Thursday and Friday for my pickups. The next day, I picked up this. This was in Hall 4, Sam. Went to Hall 4. There were some nice cards in Hall 4. I forget who these came from, unfortunately. I remember the guys. I just don't know what they were called. Really nice guys. I saw this card, and I managed to negotiate down to a price I was happy with. Saku Koivu. You know, this guy's a legend for, in Montreal. He should be a legend. He was captain of the team. He suffered from cancer. He had a comeback from cancer, came back. He's finished like my guy, Timu Solani. He's a gentleman, a nice guy, and probably one of his nicest cards. It's a 0809, sorry, 0708 limited logos, the only year that they were vertical. Beautiful three-color Montreal Canadiens patch. Gorgeous on-card auto. No fading whatsoever. Numbered out of 50, and I picked that up from there, uh, from those guys over there. So. 
really happy with that. I guess if I do the math, I'm not going to tell you what I paid, but I think I negotiated 20% off the sticker price on this card. So anyway, got that one. So someone did a lot of deals in uh, Hall 4, eh? I did some deals in Hall 4. Let's go to some comments, though, uh, Sam. We've been ignoring the comments for a bit. Uh, Mitch says the Hall 4 guy stuff was absolutely insane. Probably a once-in-a-decade kind of collection dump. Yeah, I mean, these these things don't happen very often. So uh, uh, Josh, who got there first from Hit'em High, uh, he was the beneficiary of a lot of, of, of good deals in there. And uh, I think the vendor was happy too. I know he had a lot, did a lot of business. Uh, Rich says full body shots on Mem Auto cards here are the best. Just saying, I'm with you on that. When you get the full body shot on the Mem on the Auto Patch cards, they're just beautiful. Mike uh, Double V says a nice clean autograph on that Lafleur that you have, Sam. And yeah, absolutely beautiful. Mark Santucci, I agree with Sam. Full body shots are better than headshots. Love the Guy Lafleur, no doubt. Thanks. Mitch says Lafleur 0506 honorable numbers has a full body shot with the Habs and a big Habs swatch. Probably my favorite. Yeah, that'll be probably the the his best card right there. And then Rich says cool Curry Salani. They were also both at the show in person on Sunday. That's right. I didn't go see either of them, but they were both there. So that's pretty cool. Pretty pretty cool. If I keep on going, Sam, the next thing I bought. Oh, that was bought and sold, so I can't show that. Ah, here we go. Where did I put that card? I picked up this card right here. So I bought, this is a cash trade deal. I was the one given cash and trade. So this is a 2012 The Cup Signature Patch, Patrick Waugh. Numbered, it's a short print out of 15. Signature patches used to be out of 75. Now they're out of 99 in, in later years. But this is a card that has him pictured in Montreal. Montreal game used memorabilia in it. Gorgeous on-card autograph. Honestly, not my favorite design of signature patches from the cup, but still nice. The card is amazing. Yeah, the card is amazing. It's I gave like so I, I gave up money and I gave a Gordy Howe autograph uh, that had the Mister Hockey inscription as well. So. Wasn't it? Wasn't you know? Gave up some money and a, and a good card. A card I think I had a four hundred and fifty dollar price tag on the how, and I gave up. And I'll tell you on this. I think I gave up three hundred and twenty bucks cash also. So whatever that works out to. Got that card from Van Mash? No, no, oh. that came to the Patterson? booth. I, I for it could have been. God, I don't know. It could have been Tony. It could have been Rourke. It could have been maybe Patterson. Maybe Rourke. I don't remember who it was. Yeah. Uh, the next thing I got was, oh, this was a, this was kind of a fun one. Um, although I, this is a case where, where'd the card go? Where is it? Where is it? Shoot. Well, I'll tell the story. See if I just misplaced the card, but it's a card that (laughs) I saw it at the Montreal show. The price the guy had on it was $1,500. In my opinion, the card was worth a maximum of four hundred dollars. I'm not. I'm like no joke. I thought the card was worth four hundred bucks maximum. There it is. It's in the. It's in my Montreal pickups pile. Um, I thought it's a four hundred dollar card, and the reason why it's a four hundred dollar card is because I offered to trade these guys a Wayne Gretzky four color patch from the exact same set. They would not take the trade straight up. Here's the card: Pavel Bure, 2012-13, the Cup. 
base patch parallel out of 10 with a beautiful four-color swatch. In, in Montreal and in Toronto, they had $1,500 on this price to, priced on this card. $1,500. I have over 300 cards from this set. From of these, from all the different years of the cup, I've got like 305 of them now, something like that. So I kind of know what to pay. I had a Gretzky in my booth in my showcase, same year for a uh, three color LA patch with gray, black, and white, four break, beautiful. Nice. I had $400 on the Gretzky, 400 bucks on the Gretzky, and I was offering to trade straight up. They said no. I managed to get them down from $1,500 to $450. I had to pay $450 for this card. And, you know, I don't know if that's maybe some people think it's cheap. Maybe some people, I think it's expensive. I would have been a lot more comfortable paying like two and a quarter, 250, maybe 300 would have been a big stretch. But I wanted the card so bad, these guys had me over the ropes and I paid way more than I thought was fair for it. But I wanted the card. Now, here's the question Is that the comp now? Is this card now worth, is the next one now also worth 450? The answer is no. Because I own mine, I don't need another one, so I'm not. I'm out of the market. So anyway, we'll let the market decide. But those well, are number to ten too, right, Jer? Yeah, number to ten, number yeah. six of ten. Yeah, I have one too. And it was in another grading. It was in an ACA slab. Yeah, which was a solid slab. Holy crap! Was that hard to get this thing out of there? But I, I managed to get it out when I got home. I tried to get it out at the booth with a dinky little <laughs> screwdriver. Ended up, uh, ended up like cutting my finger. I like, <laughs> I was bleeding at the show. All that, so I waited until I got home. I got out with a few, some better tools, but that was that was pretty funny. Uh, and then that looks like that was it for uh, for Saturday. I guess I did most of my buying on Sunday, which kind of makes sense, right? Because I still have a bunch to show. Um, here's a deal I did with Grant Patterson. I picked up, I picked up these three cards here: this one, this one, and this one. So. Three awesome cards, two of which are PC, one of which I'm not sure. The one I'm not sure about is this one right here. 0607, the cup signature patch out of 75, Ryan Smith from the Edmonton Oilers. Now, listen, I don't collect Ryan Smith. I don't really collect Oilers, but that patch is to die for. And I'm, I'm in Alberta. I'll do the Edmonton show. I know I'm going to find a good home for this card if I don't decide to keep it for myself. But just look at it. I mean, that's an amazing card. And Ryan Smith was the captain of the Oilers for several several years. Not a guy that gets any hobby love except for Euler fans, but I know I will find it a better home than where it was or than my own. So I picked up that from Grant Patterson along with this. This is the Joe Thornton card I was telling you about. Look at this. It's a foundate, Cup Foundations quad patch auto out of five. I think it's beautiful. I love the card. It's from 2014, I think it says. 2018, 2018. I think the price tag that uh, I said, yeah, I think Grant had like, <clears throat> I think he had like three hundred or three hundred fifty dollars on it. I was like, how is that only worth three or three fifty? Joe Thornton's like an he's, a, he's an all timer. He's a Hall of Famer. It's a beautiful card out of five on card game use patches, and I got him down a bit on it too. So I mean, I just thought it was a great card. Anyway, that was a side yep. card, but the the big card for me in the deal was this one right here, the dual ultimate patch of Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier with game-worn oiler, just like your patch you got that you showed, Sam. Bit different, but um, anyway, a card I've kind of been chasing for a while. I'm not sure what year it's from. What is it, 07? or No, it's from 04, I think, 2004. This card's almost 20 years old. Number two, 25. 
and it's got nice three color Gretzky patch and a nice two color uh, Messi, which I which I believe would be a Rangers patch. Very nice. So those three came all in one deal, and then was the my then was my biggest purchase of the show. And this was an I picked up eight car. This was with Van Mash. This is where I managed to pick up a Grail, like I believe to be a, what I believe to be a true Grail card uh, in the hobby. And uh, I'm going to just put them in the order that I like them from from uh, sort of my least liked card to my most liked card in the deal. So this one's going to go. What am I missing? Here? It was it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven cards total. Here they are. We'll do it like this. It's tough to put this behind it, but I'm gonna. Okay, so the first card was this Anze Kopitar, the cup base patch parallel autograph out of eight with a nice three color patch. It's a beautiful card, right? Like, for no, the Kings don't have a lot of reds, yellows, greens, blues, if and they don't have any of those in their patches. So, when you can get a three color Kings patch, what up? Are you moving that? Am I what? Are you going to be selling that? I have. I don't know yet. Why? Because I know somebody who's a big Kopitar collector in case you wanted to move it. So let me know. I'm not looking to, I'm not aggressively going to look to move it, but if someone approaches me, I'll definitely consider an offer. It's not a card I'm looking to put a price tag on right now. I do want to enjoy it for a bit, but we'll see. I also have a colleague who's a big Kopitar collector. Um, may make its way to him at some point too, so we'll see. Very nice. So that was the first card in the deal. The second card... And again, we're building up here. The second card, this is a 2009 SP Authentic Rookie Review, Patrick Waugh. Remember, this is seven cards. This is my second favorite of seven. And this is a great card. Now, the problem with the, the only negative on this card is that it's got a Colorado piece of memorabilia where he's pictured with the Montreal Canadiens. And then it's got, but on card auto, uh, short printed out of 25. These rookie reviews are often mostly out of 100. And this is a card that is definitely not PC. Uh, simply because I picked up a couple other nice Patrick Waugh cards, which you'll see three more coming in this stack. So <coughs> that's number two of seven in the deal. You sold me my copy of that. I did. Yeah. When? Uh, one of the virtuals. Okay. Okay. Uh, the third card was the another one of these tributes. The Patrick Waugh tribute. This is from 2009, the first year they did them. So listen, I mean, look, the patch is nothing to get too excited about. It's a, it's like a week two color on card auto in black ink, which I way prefer blue. I wish she would have signed in, in, in blue, but in any event, it's out of 10. I believe it's maybe, and Mitch might know, is this his only tribute, 0506 tribute rookie? I, it's definitely his first one, and now I'm kind of collecting those. Not all, not the whole checklist, just the players I want, but this definitely fits in. So I grabbed that off of Van Mash as well as the, what would be the, I guess, third card in the deal. Next up, another Patrick Waugh. We've seen, we saw the, the, we saw the, this Koivu earlier. This, look at that four color 0708 limited logos. That's, that's maroon up at the top corner there. Out of 50, gorgeous on card, hard signed auto. Really happy to land that. Not a card I was looking to get, but now that I have it, you know, it's, I'm going to keep it. Down to the top three in the third spot is a 2016-17 Upper Deck the Cup base patch parallel auto Steve Eiserman All-Star numbered out of eight. 
And look at his autograph. Like, it's art. It's the all-star. Like, it's such a beautiful card. Those Campbell jerseys, they're so nice, man. That's a beautiful card. And the way the the way the gold foil kind of pairs well or matches well with the orange jersey, like, yeah, I just love this. Just love it. So that's that was the third card. And again, one from Van Mash, too. These are all Van Mash so far. This is all one deal. These are all one deal with Van Mash. One deal. And there's still two more, including a grail, which mm-hmm. I consider to be a grail. And I'll tell you what I gave up to him after. I'm not going to tell you the exact amount, but I'll tell you kind of what the deal was. My second favorite card, Patrick Waugh from the same set as your Solani. Patrick Waugh, limited auto patch, SP Authentic. This is from 2014. Now, what do you, it's obvious what I love about this card. On card auto in big, bold blue. Zero fading. Three color Montreal Canadiens patch with some angle to it. And a nice balance between the white, the red, and the blue. And then, of course, a full body shot of Patrick Waugh in action in Montreal. To what me, this is... Huh? What a design. Oh, Such a beautiful design. Beautiful. I, that love I love it. I love it. So then there's this. This is the second, to me, my second favorite card in the deal. And then we have... The Grail. Before we get to the Grail, we're gonna we're gonna hold out. Go to some quick comments here. Al G in the in the chat. Nice to see you, Al. Says always special to find Montreal patches for Patrick Waugh. My favorite patch auto for him is from 2013-14 Panini Dominion. Is that the same? I have that peerless patch as well. Probably the same card. Out of 50. Uh, I got okay. it from you. That's why I'm asking Sam. Yeah, um, I think it's 13. I think it is that year. Yeah, I think it yeah. is that year. Very nice, Al. Uh, Rich says there are some crazy beret bidding wars that are probably skewing all the asking prices on beret cards these days, and maybe I'm partly to blame. Yeah, I know beret does have a cult following, but is it does it make them more valuable than Wayne Gretzky? That's where I was like, I offered a Gretzky card, the same card, but Gretzky. So yeah. I thought that was a really fair. And hey, listen, I'm not mad at them or think it's un, that they don't want the they don't want the deal. They don't want the deal. That's fine. At least they were willing to move on their price from fifteen hundred bucks to four fifty for me. So. I was grateful I could buy the card anyway. And they were great people. Like I had no, no, nothing bad to say about that table. Mitch says, I believe Patrick Waugh has a tribute out of five and another out of 10 for 05 or 0506 tribute. Thanks, Mitch, for the information. And Mark says, Patrick Waugh in the correct uniform. Has your wife seen those Waugh cards? Because she's from Montreal. She probably hasn't seen those Waugh cards yet, Mark. I'll show her. She'll like them. Now for the card that I consider to be a grail for hockey collectors. Again, it's a it's a modern card. We're not talking about a Bobby Orrick or anything like that. But as far as modern patch autos goes, this is from 0506 The Cup. It's an honorable numbers, and it's out of nine, and it's Wayne Gretzky. So to me, this is a card that has so much going for it. Full body shot. I don't love that it that you know he's cut off at the knees. I almost wish that they flipped the image the other way, you know, so you could see the le- more of the legs. But legs. in any event, you got the full body shot on card auto in nice blue ink with zero fading. This card is already 17 years old, I guess, or 16 years old. We have a three-color patch on the first nine. The second nine is a one-color patch. We can see the stitching goes all the way through. It's a card though, Sam, that like. When I saw this in his showcase, I was like, I can't even believe there's one here. And I saw the price tag and I thought, oh my God, well, I'm out. You know, I'm out. 
but then I had a, then I had a great show and then I started, you know, I had a great show and I'm like, I'm going to go shopping now. And if I can land that Gretzky from Van Mash. And I, so I made him an offer. I made him an offer on Saturday, kind of before we left. The offer was like way less than his price tag because, Hey, listen, I'm, I said to him, I'll make you an offer. I don't think you're going to like it. So I don't want to insult you. So if you don't want to hear it, I'll walk away. No harm, no foul. He's like, what's the offer? I made the offer. And he didn't like shut it down right away. He said, well, let me come by your booth. Came by the booth a little bit later. He said, if you throw in those two cards, I'll take your offer. I didn't want to throw in those two cards. It was more than I was willing to spend on, on it. So the next day, Sunday comes around. I, I I think I beeline to his booth as soon as I see him get there. We could we had a direct eyesight view to their booth, right? Him, you know, Andrew Otto Pick and Rourke Pick and Grant Patterson and his crew. I went there and I said, I said, well, let's try and work on a deal. So we'll see what else, you know, or I think I said to him, here's what I'll do. You throw in these cards there as well, like some of these seven. I'm going to give you my cash offer. I'm going to give you my pro set Stanley Cup hologram and a BGS eight. That was one of the two cards for me he wanted, but I didn't want to give him the other card. I said, I'll, I said, you throw in these cards. I'll keep the cash. I'll give you those two cards. He just put out his hand and we shook on the deal. I was like, all right, deal. I said, well, come by my booth and pick up the cash. Like, like walk with me and I'll give you the cash. And uh, so we did the deal. And I'm like, perma smile ever since, because this is a card that you can't, there's only nine of these, oh, 506, the cup, Wayne Gretzky, honorable numbers. Mitch Grotman will tell you how many autographs Wayne Gretzky has in 0506, the cup. It's like in the 30s or the 60s. So it's a pretty small number. Anyway, to me, this is a grail. It's going to go nicely with some of my other Gretzky cards that are very tough to find. And um, I'm just grateful to Van Mash and to the successful show I had that I was able to, to, you know, take some of that money and buy a grail. Congrats. Congrats. We talked about that card extensively. And uh, at the end of the day, you're happy you have it now, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for right? sure. It's like you're really happy. When you look at that card, you're like, okay, I'm glad I made that deal. It was a big well, deal, but it was a big you know. deal. It was a big deal. And the other thing I want to mention, and I mean this sincerely, is that like at up to that point, I had had such a, a good show from a sales perspective that's like I wanted to spread it. You know, I wanted to to spend money in the room and and make have more cards moving. So now listen, obviously I'm gonna pick out the cards I want. I'm not I'm not I'm not being ultra charitable or anything, but I'm looking to pick up cards I want and when you when you sell cards, you can now buy more cards if if your life allows it. And so I was just happy to be able to like go buy it and uh, and not feel like you know I come here, you sell all your cards for X amount, and then you go spend it all on one card. It's like you know it, you want to come back with some money sometimes, right? Pay your expenses, that kind of thing. And um, I was just fortunate fortunate to be in a position where I could go buy that card. And not, you know, feel it financially, I guess you could say. So it worked out well. Really happy with it. Uh, uh, Albert Jones says, love your Gretzky rookie. You're sorry, your Crosby rookie honorable numbers. I think he means Gretzky. Gretzky. I think I think you mean Gretzky. Thank you, uh, Albert Jones. Yeah. Brendan Ryan says, banger. Yeah, I believe so too, Brendan. 
Mitch says that honorable numbers really is a grail. There are more honorable numbers in 0607 of Gretzky, so this the next year, than there are total Gretzky autos in all of 0506, the Cups print run. So that's pretty cool to know. Thanks for that, Mitch. Albert says, I had a Lemieux honorable numbers out of six and traded it. Yeah, I've owned one of those too, Albert. I wish I didn't trade mine or move mine. Mitch says 58 is the number. So 58 Gretzky autos in 0506, the cup, 25 signature patches, nine honorable numbers, one 101 base patch auto, a shield, four titleists, and the rest are various hardware heroes. I love Mitch's uh, wealth of knowledge. And Brendan says the joy a card like a card like that brings is priceless. It's, that's that's it. That's just it right there, though, Brendan. It's getting a card that you didn't think you'd ever be able to own. That's what that card is. To, I didn't think I'd ever. Not because I couldn't ever. Well, one, too much money, so I wasn't. Didn't think I'd ever want to spend the money. But two, you can't find them. These cards are are, are locked up in permanent collections. So that was my favorite deal of the show. Obviously, also the most money I'd ever put out on a card probably ever at at the expo but, uh, but again it uh the money came from proceeds on other sales so it just made sense to me to to do it and bring home a card like that so but yeah, pretty much end the show because you can't get better than that so good night everyone no i don't have many more i actually don't have many more cards to show that i picked up a few more though i picked this up off of uh off of andrew pick at the end, he came by, kind of showed it to us. I love these exquisite uh, tributes from the basketball set. Let's look at it. Like, it's a beautiful Luongo, beautiful Panthers patch. Great. You know, his autograph isn't much to speak of, but it sits well on the card. He laid it down quite nicely. Numbered out of 10, I think. No, numbered out of 25. It's a nice it's a design. Just a beautiful card. Well, thanks to Andrew Pick for that one. And then I picked up what else here? Let's see. I don't know where I got. Oh, these these two must have come from Grant Patterson. I thought there was a third card in the deal, but I'm only seeing two here. I'll show them together. This Yari Curry on top is a 0708 emblems of endorsement. He had a price tag on that Yari Curry of $200. And I'm looking, I'm like, it's probably his nicest card. Like, nicest card I've ever seen of Curry. He had more... He had more points with Wayne Gretzky than anyone else ever did. He's a Hall of Famer. He's an all-star on his own. Never mind that he played with Gretzky. Two three-color Euler patches. Gorgeous auto. Bold. No, no, no fading at all. Numbered out of 15. I couldn't believe that the price was only $200, but he doesn't get a lot of love for whatever reason. And I'm like, how is that not a $600 card? Like to me, this is a six hundred. I'll tell you what, if I ever I'll, and now everybody knows, I paid like probably just under two hundred bucks for this card. If I ever put it on my table at a show, it's gonna be at least six hundred bucks because that's what I feel it's worth. That's what I think it's worth. That's what it's worth to me. You want to buy this from me? It's gonna be at least six hundred dollars because I don't want to sell it otherwise. I'll keep it, right? Like that. That's just how some cards work. We talk about anyway. I love it. I just love it. And then this another another nice Brett Hall, obviously. Looks a lot like the like the Luongo that I just showed, right? It's that same from that same set, but it's the uh the Brett Hall. So I saw that hall too. It was really yeah. nice. So I got these in a in a combo deal with uh with Grant. I thought there was a third card with that deal, but um maybe not. And then the last deal I did was a trade I made. I forget his Instagram right now. 
but this was a fun trade. Maybe I wrote it down somewhere. Ah, yes, Toronto Mega Collector. That's who I did this deal with on Instagram. Two limited logos from probably my favorite year of limited logos, 12-13. I love this design. Matt Sundin and Doug Gilmore, both Toronto patches, Toronto jerseys, on-card autos, the whole spiel there. I love these cards, Sam. I'm keeping them. And this was a deal that was like, I traded away I traded away three uh, Upper Deck Premier Mega Patches. Two were Jonathan Taves. One was Yager, I believe. And I gave him a Crosby Cup Base Patch Parallel out of 10. And I got these two. And then he kind of threw in this Ryan Kessler Limited Logos as well. So... It was a, you know, it was a no money, it was a no money trade, just, just cards. And uh, so there was a, there was a deal I made straight trade without cash. And I was really happy with, it was like cards. I don't want to keep for myself that I know will find great home, beautiful cards still straight for PC cards. Well, the, 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 this is not PC, but these two certainly are. I just love them both and um, couldn't be happier to add them. And that, my friends, those are my pickups from the Toronto Sports Card Expo Fall 2022. I got five more. Oh, you still? Have, I thought you were done. I wouldn't. I would have given you. I would have. No, no, you were just on a roll. I was just like, show me more. So this right, is the one I added. Oh, this was part trade as well. For I had a Forsberg scripted swatch, and I put a. I can't remember if it was a couple hundred dollars on top. To get this, this was a piece of after for a while as well. See, I love that card. I got you got two players that are like worthy of of having. You know, it's not like a, a bad pairing where you got Forsberg and, and somebody Forsberg and Tebow or something. You got Forsberg and Patrick Waugh on it. Two three color uh, looks like a three and a two color patch on card autos out of fifteen. What a great card! What a great card! Beautiful. Thank you. And then probably one of Jeremy's favorite pickups of the weekend. Oh, I hate you for that. I want that card so um, bad. Again, these are from Van Mesh. He had such great stuff. He had such great stuff. He's an abs collector. So I was happy to add that one. And this card I didn't even, I've never seen it before. So I was happy to grab the patches and anything crazy, but it's, uh, it's number to five. So when you see one of these, you just got to snag it. Another Peter Forsberg Foundations patch auto with a looks like a Philadelphia jersey pictured in Colorado. But you know what? With Forsberg, there's so little stuff of his out there. You know, that card is wonderful. A wonderful addition. Number to five, you know, like I've never even seen the card before. So when I saw it, I was like, whoa. <laughs> so this is another, well, it's Avalanche theme. This is another big card I've been after. I got this one from Grant. Thanks to Mitch. Because this is a set that I'm like four cards away. I know it's not the greatest patch, but it's uh, SSP to 10. And I was just happy to find one. And thanks to Mitch at Groupman Cards. He's the one who told me that Grant had it, even though I'd looked in his showcase like <laughs> 30 times before and didn't notice it. Again, it's like one of those cards you're not, you're not paying attention to. But it was a card I needed for the set. I need three more now. And it just slipped my mind. And then, like I saw it, I was like, okay, yeah, I have to buy it. Now, is that 0910 limited logos? So this is, yes, 0910. 10. And what are the three that you still need? Maybe someone watching has one available. You never know. They're, um, 
It's nobody, nobody big. It's all like small names. Well, while you while you look for that, I'm going to do some comments here. While you look for that, uh, Mitch here says that Luongo's autograph got really short after 2001. Before that, it was nice and big with more squiggles. Uh, Alex says, when you acquire a card that you thought you'd never own, what you give up doesn't hurt as much. Just did that on a rare Sid rookie card this week. Yeah, sure. I so agree with that, uh, Alex. Albert Jones says, no 90s inserts. Wow. Yeah, Albert. I mean, 90s, I was buying all my 90s inserts before they blew up. Now they've blown up. And the ones that I would have bought, Josh beat me to at Frankie Five's booth. He picked up the Wizards. Uh, the 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 that's the Wizards Gretzky. I mean, I would have bought that in a heartbeat. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't buy any any inserts at all. Never mind '90s. No Fleer Retro. Nothing. I mean, I've you know I've got lots of it, and I bought it before it all boomed. So I guess I'm good. But no, no '90s inserts for me. Oh, maybe that Hassock autograph is the only one. But I don't really count that. What else you got? Oh, you got your list. I need Dmitry Kulikov, Marion Gabrick. And Sergei Shirokov. 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 I mean, he's, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the one thing. I was talking to Mitch about this at the expo. When you collect these big sets, you, you're you obligated to add these players that are like, you know, no names. Shirokov, I mean, I don't I don't remember if he ever played. I'm sure he did. But like, he's, he's a nobody as far as hockey goes anymore. And True. but you're obligated to add it just to collect, just to have the set. You know what I mean? So. Anyway, that's a whole other discussion. For you ready for time. the grailer? Huh? You ready for the grailer, as you call it? Uh, you're, I think this is a grail as far as you go. And I mean, so yeah, let's show I it. I think like. so, too. I mean, I think this has got to be one of his best cards, in my opinion. Um, it's the shortest print, unless you're getting a shield. But uh, this is a card that I was after for, like, probably two years and could never and, – and just thought the price was, was way too much the – what I wanted to spend and did the same yeah. guy, sorry, did the same guy have it for all those two years, like available yeah. for yeah. sale? He posted it, he showed it and it was just like, yeah, the price is just way too high. Nonetheless, when you see the card, it's, it speaks for itself, but it was just uh, the highest card I'd ever willing to spend on a, on a beret. But uh, it is, uh, is definitely oh, God, look at that. Holy card. And then once I saw it and I held it in hand, that's the experience. I was like, there's no way I'm not making this happen this weekend. No Congrats, way. man. I listen, that card in your Forsberg honorable numbers, I would love like I'm so jealous of those two cards. Like those are just so uh, such amazing, gorgeous cards. Congratulations. Like that. I remember like talking to you about it. It's like just you gotta get it. You gotta get it, right? Like. Once I knew it was in the room and I saw it in a showcase, there's like, there's no way. You like, I'll sell everything for peanuts in my showcase. I got to get that card. But the risk there is that you wait and you wait and then you go back and it's gone. Like, did you, because you didn't grab it to like the last day, if I remember correctly. I Are grabbed it on nerve- sa- Saturday? Saturday. Saturday, Saturday like, towards the end of the day. Yeah. So three days into the show... Were you ever nervous that like that card would be gone when you finally like decided or put together whatever it was you were giving up for it? 
for for sure but i talked to other brewery collectors that were there at the show and we have like i'm in a brewery chat with richard and uh, a few other big brewery collectors and um you know there's always been chat going around that the card was priced really high and you know so um i mean i had a lot of discussions with the seller over the years and i do like i buy a lot of cards off him so he knows me very well so i think because it was me and the deals we've done over the last six seven years like i tell you i buy a lot of cards off this guy so he probably like wouldn't have moved it without checking with you first well yeah he he yeah that's the conversations we've had he's like listen if anybody comes to the show and they're ready to, to pay up do you want do you want me to let you know i'm like yeah absolutely and then yeah, I don't, and I'm like, no, no, it's just, we're going to get it done. So important question. Now that I own this, does this get me into this beret chat group, this beret private chat group? Like, can I, am I, do I qualify for admission now that I have a nice beret card too? Yeah, you can, you qualify for any and all groups, buddy. You're, yeah, right. Yeah. You're a celebrity. You're always welcome to the beret chat group. Just messing around, just messing around. But I, pre- I appreciate the sentiment, though. Uh, okay, go to some comments here quick. Uh, I don't know if I did these already, so I'll just do them again if I didn't. Uh, Sasha says, hi, Jeremy and Sam. Glad to join in. What are your current most wanted cards? Those two, this, I want Sam's, I want Sam's Bray and Forsberg. How about you, Sam? What's your most wanted card? You got it. You got your most wanted. Albert Jones says, you went the cup heavy. I guess I did. It wasn't intentional. It's just the way it worked out. Slow clap on the Gretzky. Thanks, Rich. I appreciate it. And and, and Rich picked up, a, he ended up moving that Gordie Howe that I had in my showcase for him. He picked up a Bobby Orr rookie. So congratulations to you on that beautiful Bobby Orr rookie. Brendan Ryan says, some fire tonight. You know it. You know it. Sasha says, that's why I collect top 75. No scrubs. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, here we go. Shirakov played one great preseason, then was gone from the Canucks after six games. Never to return to the NHL, I don't think. Have mercy. Bure has a cult following. Nice one, by the way. David G says, wow, congrats on that Bure. Rich has beat me to that Bure. Alex says, are there any cards that you really wanted at the Expo but just couldn't strike a deal on? I mean, only if Sam got to it before I did. <laughs> I don't think advice for me, for me the answer is no not not that I can think of how about you Sam was there anything that you that you left there that you wish you took home honestly Jer because we like the same things and feels like we deal with the same guys the only car I really wanted to get that you got and I'm happy you got it was the the Wa tribute that was a card that I was going after but I'm happy that you got it and it didn't go to someone else because uh that's a card that I've been after, and I and I I really, I really when I saw it and held it in hand, it was like, it was really nice. This one, nice. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I trade it for your Burray, maybe even your Forsberg. <laughs> Just kidding. Like that's the thing. It's uh, when you hurt, when you when you get the experience of going to a card show and holding in hand, it's it's so different than seeing it online. It's uh, it's a great experience, and uh, like I. I mean, hanging out with you, like I get, I'm, I'm so honored and lucky to be able to hang out with someone who's been at the booth and just to see you in your element, in your element when you're in there, Love it. sitting on that chair and you're working those deals. It's like, 
it's like you're a little kid, man. When you do a deal and you buy a car and you come to show me, it's like I feel like I'm I feel like I'm 14 years old again. Like, I know. Like, so, so much fun. You know, it's like it's so much fun. So much fun. Well, so, it was awesome having you there too, because listen, you could watch the booth and and talk to people that come up, like you know, logically and, and with knowledge. And when I walk away and let me know someone's there, and like it's just nice to have somebody to watch the booth because otherwise I'm there alone and I can't yeah. get away. And then I can get away, go shopping, come back and show you what I buy. You do the same thing. When Ralphie was there for the first two days, he was doing the same thing. I mean, it was uh, it was just it was it was such a fun show overall. Um, I also pulled out my Montreal pickups because I don't know if I ever showed them. And then I also remember I talked about that big Supreme deal. I bought the 962 cards and I pulled out 22 to keep. I have those 22 here as well. I don't know I'm going to get into them though because it might take too long. Maybe save them for a, next week's episode if I do an after hours next week. But I'm just going to scan my list here and see if we touched on sort of all the points that I wanted to. And oh, I do want to, uh, two more things I want to show you guys. Um, first of all, I received two other gifts at the show. This one from a, a guy on Instagram called 604 Cards Official. His name is Dylan. And he brought me this book right here, Empire of Vice. Apparently a very rare book as well. Uh, because I've been posting some of the early hockey cards on my Instagram lately. I'm doing some, trying to sprinkle in some vintage stuff. And he noticed me doing that. And this book is all about those players. And he uh, and he brought me, he gifted me this book. And it's it's no like... So it's a serious book. And I asked him, I said, bring it back tomorrow because we, it was late in the day. I said, we'd be here tomorrow. He said, yeah, I said, bring it back tomorrow, but I want you to sign it for me. And he ended up, uh, you know, kind of putting in a whole little thing there, which I'm not going to show you because it's personal, but he, he, um, he did sign it for me, which is very nice. It's not that personal. It just says, Jeremy, love your vintage hockey collection. Check this book out for some great stories on some of those legendary players. That's what he said. So Dylan, like, how nice is that? How nice is that? What a what a great time. And then, That's yeah. very nice. What's that? Very nice. Very nice of him. And then Billy from Upper Deck, for the second show in a row, brought me an autographed picture of a of a Hollywood guy. The first one he brought me was. Can you see it? No, you can't see it. It's actually. Hold on. How can I do this? It's actually behind me behind that uncut sheet of cup. So you can't see it, but it's a John Travolta autograph from uh, from uh, Pulp Fiction. And then he brought me this. Look, check this out. Jim Halpert from The Office, a big autograph picture. Thanks to Billy for that gift. That was awesome. I love The Office. I literally just watch it con constantly on, on, on cycle. So uh, those were nice gifts that, that, that were that were brought to me along with the Gretzky or the Howard Chuck rookie review. So I just wanted to make sure to shout those guys out. Uh, Alan S says I have a Beret 01 dual auto patch with Gretzky. Oh, I know what you're talking about. SP game used, I think, right? I think yeah. it's SP game used. Amazing. That's Amazing cool. card. James Wynn says Beret, Beret, Beret. Sasha says, how does the hockey community view Leaf similar to other sports? They produce game used shield cards. Are they really a fraction of upper deck? Yeah, they tend to sell for a lot less than Upper Deck simply because people aren't willing to pay as much for the unlicensed product. They make really nice cards. They have uh, they have like a vintage memorabilia. Like no, like Upper Deck doesn't have what they have for vintage memorabilia. They put into cards, um, but they don't really do modern players. So they're it's niche, 
but they do well with it. People collect it. People gobble that stuff up. I mean, the SP or their game use products coming out. And I saw someone wrote, this is the product I wait for every year. It's my, their favorite product. So they do, they do pretty good with it. Uh-oh. Alex says, let's see the 22. Mitch says, show the top three. Alex says, give the people what they want, Jeremy. He's using my name there, so he's getting serious. Sash says, how's your spending been since the national versus the previous two years? Are you taking advantage of lower prices and spending more? Man, I'm just always buying cards, you know? So it's it's hard to say. I've done I've done two deals since I got home last week. From the or since I got home on Monday, five days ago from the expo. I've already done two deals. I have four cards incoming. Can't wait to get them. So um, but yeah, I, it's a tough question to answer, Sasha. So I'm just gonna kind of leave it there for now. Albert Jones, good to have you. Good night. Uh, we're at an hour 50. Should I show the 22 Supremes I kept? Do you yeah. want to see them? Left it. All right, I'll show them to you guys. I'll show them to you guys. I'm gonna go through them kind of quick. I got 23 in the pile. Uh, Mitch says I sold him, I sold you the best one. Yeah, I probably did actually. So the first card I'm gonna show is actually not from that deal, but I've added it to the stack because it came in a different deal, but it's it's worthy of the pile. So Steve Eiserman. Oh, that's so nice. Okay, so now comes the 22 that are joining. Steve Eiserman was in my like inventory box. It's now moving into my collection with these other 22. So sorry, did Mitch sell you that, Eiserman? No, I sold Mitch uh, Terry Sawchuck from the collection. Oh, yes, 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 I remember yeah. that. No, I got this uh, over a year ago in another collection that I picked up of random stuff. So I'm going to keep that now. Okay, no no order. These are in no order, I don't think. Maybe a year? No, they're in no order. Peter Forsberg, who we've talked about a lot tonight. Hey, how much is mine? Yeah. Sidney Crosby. Nice. Oh, Peter Forsberg. What do you know? I have nice, that one too. Nice four-color patch. Nice patch. Sydney Crosby. I love this card. It's got the yellow in the bottom corner there too. So nice. Yaromir Yager. Nice. Mitch is probably surprised I didn't keep the sawchuck. Right, Mitch? You surprised? Alex Ovechkin. Tamu Solani. Oh, nice. Here's one that I think would have moved at the show. Gordy Howe. Very nice. With a cool stick piece, too. This is this is a pimp card. If I've ever seen a pimp card, this is a pimp card, right? Exactly what I thought when I saw PIMP. Yeah. It says PMP on it for those listening on podcast. Another Tamu Solani. Very nice. Stick piece. Mario Lemieux. Magnificent. Beautiful. I'll save that. I'll, okay, now I'll save these two for the end because those would probably be my two favorites. Uh, there's my three favorites. I'll save those three for the end, but these are all so cool. Uh, Matt Sundin. Oh, that's nice. Jerome Ginla. Little Calgary love right there. Thought that was a really cool stick piece or piece overall patch piece. Connor McDavid. Nice. 
Austin Matthews. Nice. I love that card with the leaf. Just love it. Just love it. That is rookie season? No. 17-18. No, that's 19-20, that card. Dale Howardchuck. Theron Fleury. Oh, Still too many Fleury cards. You don't find Theo cards. That's so nice. With the yeah. old Flames jersey. Oh, that's a beauty. Congrats, man. Titan that's stick, yeah. Michelle Goulet. Like, look at that. Fleur de Lee card. Like, and I love Michelle Goulet. I used to, him and Denny Savard were like my favorite players in the 80s, you know, non Dale Howard Chuck. Oh, look at that. What? Dude, they're almost the same. They're almost the exact same. Well, yeah, they're almost the exact same. How cool is that? So do, where are these shoulder patches? Oh, look, you can see them. Yeah, they are shoulder. We can, we can see the shoulder right in the picture. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. So, that's hilarious that you have the same card. That's so funny. All right, five more. Uh, Rich, Rich, if you're watching, uh, for the Vancouver Canucks, Kirk McLean. I just had to keep this card. Had to keep this card. Just love it. Love that old love that old Canucks jersey. So nice. So nice. Down to the final four. I think these are in order of how I like them. In the number four spot, we have Grant Fuhr with a nice Oiler game worn patch piece. Nice. You know I have a collection of Grant Fuhr, eh? Maybe we should not. Yeah, you, you know there's a Forsberg card I'd love to have. <laughs> That's a beautiful, that patch is gorgeous. Gorgeous, I know, I love it, love it. Top three, I think this is, I'm going to stack the, I think this is the order from least favorite, I mean, these are all awesome cards, but we'll start with the, the in the number three spot, Steve Eiserman. look at that patch, look at that card, like, come on. So nice. So nice, so nice. So these were from all the, the cards that you bought, the 980. 962 of them. These are the 22 that I carved out and kept for myself. Nice. In the number two spot, this card is a stunner of a card. Patrick Waugh. Look at that patch, though. So nice. Like, that's where the, where the C on his chest, where the two points of the C come together. Yeah. Like, and you just don't find a ton of awesome Patrick Waugh Montreal Canadiens memorabilia cards. And to have such a unique patch in that shape right. window. Oh, okay. I see the patch. Yeah. Where the C's touch right at the end. Yeah. 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 That's what that is. That's like, cool. just such a perfect card. And then the number one card that it was, I would say, was in his whole collection. I mean, I think Mitch might argue and not argue, but my, Mitch might say that the, the Sawchuck's the best one, and it might be, actually. And I'm glad Mitch got it. But the number one card is the Wayne Gretzky All-Star piece. Oh, nice. Out of 12. Top of the star. Yeah. So that's, that's, an, that's, that's those are the 22, plus the Eisenman I showed at first, 23 Supreme patches in my collection now. Okay, with all that, we're gonna go to comments and we're gonna wrap up because we're almost at two hours. I can't believe we've been on for two hours already, Sam. Like that's crazy. You know what um, the funny thing is? I could probably go for another two easily. <laughs> easily, right? Easily. 
two o'clock in the morning for me, but I know okay. it's late. It's late. So yeah, Mitch said I sold him the best one. I don't text as I tried TGA grading. It's decent for lower end stuff. I like the slabs. I think you might mean tag instead of taga. You tried it. I argue it's it's good for higher end stuff too. Myself, I, I I'm gonna have a ton of high end stuff in there in the slabs. Um, uh, yeah, the slabs are awesome. Brendan Ryan says I want to do a Scrooge McDuck di uh, dive and swim in Jeremy's hockey cards. <laughs> Alex is all are highly sexual. What does that mean? I must have missed something. Oh, because of the pimp card on the Gordy Howe, maybe. Or I all the patches are really dirty. Yeah, fair. Yeah. You were surprised the Howe is awesome too. Thanks, Mitch. Do you get jealous? Sure. Lindros, very nice. David G says, would love to see the saw chuck. Yeah, for sure. Rich says, dang, Captain Kirk. That's Kirk McLean. MJF is champion of the world, says King Mike X. Who's MJF? Michael J. Fox. Yeah, my, yeah, that's it. Michael J. Fox, champion of the world, for sure. Sash says, how is upper deck circulation? Are they printing on the highest levels? Has it slowed down or did it spike? They're catching up. I talked to uh, to one of the bosses at Upper Deck, two of them actually at the expo, uh, both Mike Phillips, who's like second in command there, I believe, uh, and uh, and and uh, Grant Sandground. And Grant mentioned that they're catching up. They're catching up. So that's great to hear. Sasha, yeah, go ahead. Uh, any uh, update on the release of the cup? It's coming. It's coming. It's either like the end of December or January, but it's coming, like, like confirmed. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. going to be crazy when it comes out. Sasha says, I appreciate Upper Deck for at least matching the jersey piece to the jersey in that photo. Yeah, it's always nice when they do that. I don't text as they should have sumo wrestlers be goalies. Yeah, that's a good point. Mitch says that Campbell Conference all-star shoulder patch is so awesome. Amazing, Gretzky. Thank you very much. And MJF is a wrestler. Michael J. Fox is not a wrestler, you guys. Michael J. Fox is not a wrestler, okay? He's... He, he goes back to the future, and he's the teen wolf. That's what he is. He is not a wrestler. I wanted to show you a card, Jer. Oh, I want it. I'm jealous. Awesome. It's funny because I picked these up before the show, but I never showed them to anyone. No. Who's that? Paul Coffey. Yeah. Paul Coffey. I don't love the coffees. I love that Brett Hall, though. That Brett Hall's awesome. Yeah, it's really, they're really nice. Cool, man. Okay, so I got through my notes. We got through the pickups. One other, I picked this up. This I got this at the at the expo, but it was like pre-bought on eBay, and they just waited like a month and a half for him to bring it to expo for me. It's pretty cool, right? Scotty Bowman, ultimate patch out of 10 with a game-used suit. If you don't know, Scotty Bowman is like the most successful coach in NHL history. And uh, I thought, like, this might be, like, the coolest card of Scotty Bowman, you know, without an autograph, let's say. So, and I got it for, like, 50 bucks Canadian. Like, how do you not, you know, just made so much sense to me to, to grab that. Uh, let's see. MJF is Maxwell Jacob Friedman, apparently a wrestler. Guys, it's Michael J. freaking Fox. Jake says, I would like to get one of those coffees if for sale. Sam? That's PC. PC Jake, but but he is addicted to cardboard on Instagram. Addicted to cardboard. Addicted to cardboard on Instagram. If you want to uh, reach out anyway and bother him, current AEW champion. Yay, he's famous and fifty dollar K 
Cad Baller. Yeah, that's a baller card for 50 bucks. I thought. It's out of 10. Scotty Bowman from Ultimate. Like, it's beautiful. All right. What do you think? Anything else uh, come to mind? It was the expo was awesome. The layout I thought was great. Not gonna be perfect for everybody, but I thought it was awesome. I can't wait for next time. We'll do we'll do Jack Astors again. I'm gonna have sick inventory at the next show because I've now moved out a lot of the stuff that was kind of getting old and that was like stuff I just didn't enjoy anymore. And I'm gonna be bringing better stuff than ever next time. You know, it's not going to be cheap because it's like stuff I love. So it's going to be hard to get. I might not do any deals at the next show because they're going to be cards I don't want to move. Then again, between now and then, I've got a good six, seven months to, to load up on new stuff also. So we'll see. I'm sure I'll have a ton of stuff by then as well. Sasha, is any chance of Upper Deck losing the hockey license? When it, when does it end? Apparently, it's like not going to happen. They're going to have it for a long time is what I'm hearing. So that's all I know. I don't know term. They're not telling anybody what the term is of the deal, but they're very confident with their hockey license right now. And uh, thank you, Mark. Appreciate that. I appreciate having you around all the time, buddy. Sam, any other comments? Man, is it seven months, really? That far away? Well, it's going to be the uh, the last weekend of April or the first weekend of May. So we're at the end of November, December, January, February, March, April. Five, only five months. That's better. Only five. Hey, we just saved two months. There you go. Could somebody slip like a virtual in the middle or something? I I thought those virtuals were pretty cool. They were they were they were they were decent, but you had to know how to run it. You and a yeah. great job. Other booths were virtual were shows are nothing compared to an in person oh, card show. I did both the virtuals. They were they were they were fun without because we didn't have anything else. But now that we have anything else, I have no interest in virtual card shows. I'm all about the real thing now. Yeah, no, absolutely. I meant one in between, you know, just slide one in like in January, February, because they're just well, a lot of fun. But I know it's a lot of I work. And not everybody knows how to navigate it properly. So, I mean, I hear you. I hear you. All right. Mitch says maybe five months is enough time for Sam and I to agree to a trade. <laughs> We're working on something. We're working on something. I tell you, Mitch is a very uh, picky uh, individual, but I love it. He's shrewd. He's shrewd, right? I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, He's picky too. That's the other thing. He knows what he likes, and I respect yeah, that. So yeah, no, no, it's all good. I'll find him something. Don't worry, buddy. We'll make that deal happen. All right, guys. So we're gonna wrap this up. Thank you. If you're still with us, we've lost a few people along the way, but it is late. So appreciate everyone who stuck it out, or even if you didn't, glad you came in, Sam. What a nice way to kind of come full circle after uh, the show ended and we said goodbye back on uh, on Sunday. But thanks for joining me tonight on here. It's always nice to have a buddy on the screen when you're doing a show like this. So um, yeah, man, appreciate having you. And thanks for being at the booth with me and keeping me company and just being a good buddy throughout. Really appreciate it. Buddy, no question. Like you don't even have to say that for me, it was an honor. It was a lot of fun. I mean, it's, I can't wait till the next one. Let's put it that way. If you ever needed a guest on the show, you want to shoot the shit, but anytime, man. Appreciate love, it, man. All right. Thanks. Chat. No problem. Thanks to you. Thanks to everybody out there. Thanks to the podcast listeners. I'm gonna this will be on podcast in a couple of days. That's it for tonight, everybody. We're we're coming up on four hours of content on the channel tonight. So I am done. Thank you, Mitch. Says thanks for the show, guys. Pleasure hanging out. Yeah, same here, Mitch. And always welcome at my booth at the expo. That's it. This episode is over. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.